fucking A, no fucking cheese. Listen to them, children of the night. What music they make. <laughs> goodness we are here at the final episode of the year episode one three six i'm pretty sure this year won't end until we hit episode six 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 well then we, we have it's a, a long time I, just, I think it's gonna be 2020 for a lot longer uh well you know well i did see a meme the other day that was just like uh january 1st 2020 and it's that picture of like uh that like kid who's going, who's given the deuces and uh-huh. he just slowly fades away. It's like Corona. As soon as January 1st, 2020, it says just this. And I think like the top comment on the Reddit post was just like, this is, well, that turned out to be bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody's doing well. It's been a while since we've uh, been a part of the podcast universe. It's been a few weeks. Uh, you know, things happen. Shit. Life gets in the way. And uh, we're here, collectively. I'm Palmer. As always, I'm joined by Alex and Sam. Hello. What's up? And, uh, yeah, in case you missed, I guess, the social media posts that we we made, I uh, posted a video kind of explaining why we haven't been around as of late uh, and why things have been kind of slow on our end. And it was because I got the I got the, the coronies. You got the Rona. This is what happens when you don't stop licking things. <clears throat> I can't help it. I he just loves wanna, door handles. I have to stick my mouth on everything. Light switches. You know, it's just, yeah, every time, you know, I see your 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 juicy gray beard, Sam, I just want to. It's not all gray. Just a couple of strikes. Oh, my God. This is the worst ASMR ever. <laughs> <laughs> Throw my headphones. If my beard could come, it just did. Just, just wanna, <laughs> just wanna like go up to Alex's earlobe and go. Like, mm, That's not, <laughs> not into it. <laughs> and that is how I got Corona. No, uh, <laughs> I, um, I was I was pretty sick. Uh, you know, I tapped out for for a little while there, and also obviously, you know, I didn't want to give it to to these guys. We appreciate that. Thank you. If you would have heard me on the. Um, Mike, at the point in time, it would have been a lot of me just sounding much more nasally than my already <laughs> nasally voice sounds, and a lot of uh, me going like, <laughs> oh, <that's> <laughs> horrendous. <laughs> so I actually so, forgot what movie we were supposed to cover. Thank we you were for sparing to, us. We were supposed to cover uh, Turkey, the one, the Thanksgiving one. Uh, yeah, Turkey, uh, blood, blood, blood. Rage. Blood rage. Blood yeah. rage. That so you're saying that I watched Blood Rage for no reason? No, <laughs> no. I'm glad we're, I watched we're it. Gonna, we're going to revisit Blood I'm Rage. I'm glad I watched Somewhere it. That movie was a fucking trip. <laughs> I had so many jokes written for that fucking thing. <laughs> Save them because they'll be back. We'll be back with more Blood Rage. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. It left me out of commission for a little while. But I'm back. I'm feeling feeling much better. Uh, you know, just stay away from people <laughs> that you don't know. Don't lick them. Yeah. So can you lick all the door handles you want now, then? I yeah, can, you actually. Can expose, I guess I, it, you can do whatever you it's want. A du- it's a bit of a double whammy, because one, I go to the very bottom of the vaccine priority. Okay. And two... Oh, is that actually a thing? If you yeah, have COVID, you're uh-huh. at the very end you of go, it? You, you get bumped down to the, mm. hey, you're not ever getting this no. vaccine. Wow. Uh, to, uh, you know, 
Also, I'm just immune, so I can do whatever the fuck I want these days. Can you... Is your sense of taste back? Not 100%. Does so, gingerbread stout still taste too sweet and cloyingly gross? Uh, no, gingerbread stout now just tastes like like a fucking rancid loaf of bread Shit. is being shoved down my gullet along with, like... Instead of a whole bag of sugar, it's like half a bag of sugar. Okay. Um, Sorry to the manager of uh, Hardywood that likes our podcast. Look, it, I don't know what you do. I, don't, I, I just... I do enjoy... That's not true. So I I did just finish saying in defense of it. I did just I did just say that when I was in the mood, I was setting down wrapping Christmas gifts and I was watching Joe Bob Saves Christmas. And that point in time, I really enjoyed the gingerbread stout that I had. It's like when everything around you clicks. Yeah. It's kind of like eggnog in that sense, I feel it like. Is. If well, I'm not, feeling in a festive mood, yeah. I can get down on some eggnog. Yeah, if you just give it's me, just like filling. And, yeah, if you just give me eggnog like randomly, I'll be like, Bleh. Yeah. It's just eggs. Yeah. And nog. <laughs> and <laughs> nog. <laughs> it's like egg yolks and cream. Yeah. Ugh, I, I don't. Indigestion, just thinking about it. I don't dislike it, but I, I will say <laughs> if you are listening, Hardywood man. <laughs> Mr. Hardywood. You changed something, and I don't know what it is. Mm. I don't know what it, I don't know if it's just like my but there there was a point in time when I would go to the Brunswick Stew Festival and I would look forward <laughs> Why does everything to getting that comes absolutely out of your hammered <laughs> on GBS? Everything that comes out of your mouth makes you sound like an old like an 80-year-old man. Because I am <laughs> deep inside my soul. The Brunswick Stew Festival sounds like the worst festival. Dude, no, it's the best. Brunswick no, my, my sister loves that oh, shit. Yeah. Brunswick Stew is disgusting. No, dude, it's when so When they were living out in California, they used mushy. to have... There's like 80 different types, right? So like, I didn't know how many types of Brunswick Stew existed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So you have the ones with like extra, extra seafood in it. You have the ones that everybody's, are like everybody's extra creamy with everybody's the corn. Like super particular about which one they like. like but but it's so, not that you just like all of them. It's like there's one Brunswick Stew for me, and there's one Brunswick Stew for you, and like. Nah, there's about ten that I like in this area. <laughs> but there, there's there's one that stands out. I'm sure there is. There is. There is. It's I like can't that with chili though, and, yeah. and, and and literally any soup, tacos. I remember in particular the last time I went to the Brunswick Stew Festival, which was uh, last year when we didn't have a pandemic going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we could so just eat ago. around people. Yes, when we could just enjoy ourselves, <laughs> and share have, spoons, and have fun. And I would, I would, you know, be be breathe down, the same air, downing yeah. copious amounts of gingerbread stout, and forgetting that it was like eleven oh, percent. And then eating Brunswick <laughs> stew. And then eating Brunswick yeah. stew. I'm gonna vomit out your window <laughs> just listening to this. There was one in particular. There was a fire station that did their own version of it, and it was like a. It was like a. a like a meteor, lots of crab, more tomato-based mm. Brunswick oh, stew. Oh, okay. And that shit was so good. That was like, I, that was the one. But there's about 10 different Brunswick stews in this area that I'd be like, I'm, I'm into this. I'm into this. Does uh, Brunswick stew always have fish in it? No, 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 no. Or crab it, cha- it changes. Like sh- there's like, sometimes it's like shredded chicken. Sometimes okay. it's like crab. Sometimes sure. it's yeah. 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 Okay. like the shredded meats. Yeah, yeah. So it, but it's generally some sort of shredded meat and then corn and then uh, potatoes like cream and, and cream. potatoes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I'm reading here that, oh, that's barbecue sauce. Never mind. Because there seems to be also, there can be state specific too. Yeah. Like Georgia style, mm-hmm. Virginia style. Yeah, it, who knew? That's the great thing about the Brunswick Stew Festival <laughs> is that it unites as many states as possible. It's a, it's a, 
it's a southern, southern thing. Yes, but it's I've also never, like a coastal thing. I've right? never had Brunswick stew until I moved to yeah, Virginia. Yeah, because I, I know coastal like when, Brenda, more seafood. when Brenda and Chip were living in San Francisco, they would get care packages from his family that would always have like cans of Brunswick stew in it. Uh, and the, he like he wouldn't even heat it up. He would just open the can and just start eating, oh, and eating it. Yeah. Oh my god. Sounds like an R-Ash thing. I mean, I, I would do the same thing with like uh, SpaghettiOs when I was in college. Mm, mm, no, I've never. No, if it come. No, if it's coming from a can, it's got to at least go in the microwave for a while. I had cold <laughs> spaghetti. Spaghettios like when I'm camping. Sometimes yeah. if I'm like on the canoe and I need something to eat real quick, oh, yeah. that's a Ben thing that I have just adopted. As <laughs> we've been married for so long, I can't do it. I don't love it. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do Al it. Alpagettis are better than cold ravioli. Then again, yeah. so like, what, what, what? God, what was I talking? Me and my wife were talking the other day, and and so my mom used to make this. Let me let me go on record. Okay. I vehemently dislike Vienna sausages. Okay, like from the can. Well, yeah, the little... I've never had one. Never? Uh, no. Oh my goodness. They're They've not freak me out. They're not anything they're, to write home about. They're fine. But my mom used to make Vienna sausage in one particular way, okay. and it would be a breakfast thing. Okay. And so it would be with tomato sauce, onions, green peppers, uh-huh. like garlic, and like, you know. She'd fancy them up. She'd fancy them up. And she'd serve it with scrambled eggs. Mm. And for some weird fucking reason, for the last three weeks, I have been craving that shit like crazy <laughs> to the point where I'm like, Kelly, Can you we on? have to buy Vienna sausage at the grocery store. Did you she just pe- go to 7-Eleven and get that shit? She keeps purposefully not doing or it. Or just go to the gas station right, right around the corner. Because sure she's not there. buying the Vienna sausage Because she's flavor. worried about my, my, my high blood pressure. intake. You're allowed to have one. If she lets you eat a hot dog, she should let you have a Vienna sausage. She doesn't sausage. let me eat hot dogs. You're not allowed to have one can of I'm Vienna sausage. I'm not allowed sausage. to put salt on things. You're allowed to have one Vienna sausage. One Vienna sausage, yeah. She looks at me like she stares down because I can't taste anything right now. <laughs> so you're just I'm pouring <laughs> salt on stuff. Oh my god! And she's just looking at me like, <sighs> like my dad. <laughs> All right, well, once your taste buds may or may not come back in 2021, I'm gonna bring back wine time because I forgot to actually bring it tonight. I told Alex this before we came over. I mean, he brought um, ice wine. <laughs> I'm gonna bring us this disgusting, cloyingly sweet bottle of ice wine that my dad got me as a Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that you guys are Jewish and you're giving each other Christmas. Well, gifts. he gave it to me, I guess, right. as a Hanukkah present. But he gave like, it to me on. He gave it to me last week. But it's like a staple of every good Jewish friends that I've ever had. Right? They're always just like, yeah, we give each other Christmas gifts. Well, we're gonna I'm talk like, about it a little bit in this movie. Yeah. Don't we're you gonna, guys have seven days? Eight, 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 <laughs> eight days. Eight, eight days. We're gonna talk about gifts. it. We're gonna talk about it when we get to the movie tonight. Because we're going to come right back to this exact same conversation. <laughs> the Vienna sausage one or the Christmas gifts? The, the, Chris, the Chris, Jews, oh, okay. Jews on Christmas. Um, <laughs> Jews on Vienna sausage. <laughs> um, I, I think that's a pork-based product. But I wanted, to, I wanted to share it with the both of you because I'm not going to drink this whole bottle because it's fucking gross. But okay. I'm curious what you think about it. Because, uh, A, it's super-duper sweet, like painfully sweet. Okay. Uh, and, so B, it's like you a, can't taste anything. French so Canadians love ice wine during Christmas, so this is going to be right up my alley. So it's like a dessert wine. Yes. Yeah. It comes yeah, okay. in like a skinny little bottle. It's a tall, and it costs skinny like bottle, and they're very expensive. <laughs> Why is it called ice wine? Cause it, so the grapes are uh, frozen. The, uh, so the, they, they, they're, they freeze on the vine because they leave them on the vine long enough for the weather to turn. And as they get colder, the sugar content spikes through the mm-hmm. fucking roof, and then they press the grapes. And it's literally... Just it tastes like jam. Yeah, hmm. it, it's liquid jam. It's really weird. I'm just okay. curious what you think about that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, we uh, haven't we'll been able to do wine time this year because you know pandemics. 
We'll open up. Uh, we'll open up next year with that. I'd love some wine time. That sounds great. Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while, and I keep seeing all these apothic commercials because I've been watching a lot of Hulu lately. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, I could go for a bottle of apothic. I had a nice bottle of apothic a couple nights ago, and it was delicious. Some, mm. Someone brought it over. Was it to a me. winter white? No, it was a summer red. Uh, <laughs> you're doing it backwards. Uh, no, that's the way. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> You've been doing it backwards. I was just speaking in your native tongue. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so we we have a couple things we wanted to kind of bance about uh, to open up the podcast if we haven't already ranted enough for the past like fifteen minutes. Um, Consider this episode two episodes rolled into one if you need to to well, make up for the fact that we didn't have one a couple weeks ago. You think ago. people miss hearing us talk about absolutely nothing that bad? <laughs> I we, do. We missed I you. Miss I miss it. One thing I will say is I noticed um, our listener count didn't go down. Hmm. I just noticed that people were catching up on the older past episodes. episodes. I also did notice how many people wished you well when you were sick, so I think that's also very nice. Oh, yes, I do I, appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, thank you everybody for caring about Palmer. Because I think we only texted him like once when he was sick. <laughs> they love me. That's very nice of you. Um, but we uh, we kind of want to talk a little bit about the vaccine uh, because that's that's they, my sister-in-law actually just mm-hmm. got it. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, yeah. She was... Uh, See, that's how you do it right, Stanford Medical System. Give the frontline people the vaccine first. Yeah, and she she was she was actually like super scared about it because I guess one of the side effects is uh, for you get real sick for like the first twenty four hours. I don't. I was it Bell's palsy? Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? Where you like your your face? Which she, she had, yeah. She, yeah, she had that um, when she was pregnant. Yeah, she that's had that temporary, when she was pregnant. Right? Yeah. Well, she still she claims that she still has issues with her left eye, though none of us see it. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think it's a little bit of maybe of, it's like a tick. Maybe. maybe 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 it's just not something we we notice. Yeah. Of noticing. Yeah. Uh, looking at it though, it, it is temporary. Um, yeah, it is temporary. So she was super scared that that was going to happen again. Yeah, uh, you get Bell's palsy once. I feel like you don't want it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but she she went forth and and got it, and she said she was fine. I mean, we were talk- I was talking to her the other day, and she was just like, "Yeah, my my arm is sore as fuck, but mm-hmm. other than that, I'm fine." So she got the. What is it? Pfizer one? BioNTech and the Pfizer one. Yeah, because the Moderna one is the one that just got approved, right? Yeah. Yes, I believe so. So the Pfizer one's the one that has to be like super cold. Oh, okay. But I thought apparently, they all did. no, no, oh, okay. Because there's different technologies. For yeah. Um, which also apparently I read the other day that the Pfizer one also shipped out with like like twenty percent more than they were anticipating or something. Each vial, yeah, each, each vial, vial has actually more. has like one and a half doses in it. Yeah. Can you? portion that out when you're yes. oh good That's the, okay. so apparently they're they're expecting to be able to like treat a lot more people than they expected but yeah. places are only getting about 80 percent of what they were promised so it's kind of a break even yeah i okay. guess uh so we were kind of thinking the other day you know what 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 have horror films taught us about <laughs> vaccines and pandemics and mm. well they've taught me that you're not getting microchipped so yeah. don't worry about that. Hmm. For me, it's just been like, you know, whenever you see like a sort of pandemic horror film come mm-hmm. out and the vaccine is finally released, there's always like a like a uh, a fight. You know, people are waiting in lines. It's always like the, the so most Black Friday. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like the most like uh, cynical take on how mm-hmm. to distribute a pandemic. So like the big one that I'm thinking about is, is, uh, what 20, the 28, 28 days, days yeah. series, uh, and kind of how like that viewed it. And it actually like the, the vaccine ended up being like another reason for everybody to like hate each other mm-hmm. and go back to war. Cause there wasn't enough of it. Like, yeah. 
So, so that, in, that's in response to that, though. That's why I'm glad, at least in the United States, we're yeah. not going to have that problem because we live in a country with a bunch of fucking idiots that half of them don't, don't want, want the it. vaccine and they don't trust it. That's so true. I don't think we're going to have to worry about fighting anybody for it. I think there's going to be plenty to go around. I think we're going to find that we're going to be begging and pleading with people to get the vaccine, much like we begged and pleaded people to wear their masks mm-hmm. and so, be socially distant. So yeah. in the movie Contagion, which is not really a horror movie, more just a pandemic movie. Yeah, I consider But they did the um, birthday draw. Like a remember it was like um yeah. like not a raffle, but it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, so they like put everyone all the birthdays in like a pretty much like a it was like a lottery. Mm-hmm. And so they yeah. did it by order of what people's birthdays were called. Or mm-hmm. like the gas like crisis. The draft, like the draft kind of or like the gas crisis where if your license plate ends in a certain like odd right. even is how you get it. I had a weird experience watching I watched a Korean zombie movie the other day, hashtag alive. Um, it's called hashtag alive. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it might just be alive. I don't know, but there's a pound Hash- sign because part of like part of the part of the um, like caveat is like people trying to communicate with each other via social media. Okay. Um, to see like who's still alive and who's not, but uh, that's neither here nor there. I it was a weird experience because I was viewing it through the lens of a pandemic. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know if either one of you have watched a zombie movie recently. No. Um, I watched Contagion, which is not a zombie movie, and I was like, this is terrifying. <laughs> but it, it's just a weird. It, it's a weird thing because like you you catch the snippets in the background and the news reports that they always do in the in these movies, kind mm-hmm. of talking about like what's going on and how mm-hmm. like the infection is spreading super fast in like these populated areas. Right. And like you can tell that they're obviously zombies, um, but it's just it's just really bizarre watching that kind of thing <laughs> through the lens of like living through so a fucking pandemic. So in this movie, this is it the vaccine that made them zombies? Because that's it, also a thing in no, some movies. No, there's no vaccine. Right? Actually, what they do instead uh, is the military shows up and murders everybody. Oh, hmm. nice. See, I feel like it's more. That's, that's more, more apt. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like in some horror movies, like it's the it's the vaccine that causes people. Oh to, yeah, like, like something went like uh, the, um, the T virus and yeah. Resident Evil exactly. Yeah. Yeah, or like what? Uh, Return of the Living Dead. Yep. Yeah, where they nuke the city at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so you like know, if the, if the National Guard actually rolls into town, um, we're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it hasn't come to that though, and uh, you know, I think we can all collectively take some solace in the fact that uh, there hasn't been like fighting or like I haven't no. read anything about like thefts or people trying to hold mm-hmm. up like these these vaccine trucks or anything like that. And no. It's nice. Mostly people just can't get any toilet paper. But yeah. other than that, it's not it's too been, bad. I haven't noticed. And Clorox wipes. Yeah. So the Clorox <gasps> wipes. Like it, but I, I, I did notice, I you know, them. when one of you or somebody had mentioned that, you know, the there was another shortage on toilet paper. I actually haven't experienced that because I feel like all the grocery stores that I've been to, at least, like the day that the news reports started going out about that, like instead of waiting a month like mm-hmm. they did the first time around, every store I went to was like one purchase per customer. On it, yeah. I so I, I haven't seen any issues with that this time around, which has been I've seen empty shelves, but, so, but still with a limit. So my son, one of his, he just, he's really, I don't know, it's like a, flip, a, a switch flipped in him, and he just decided that he was going to start walking everywhere he goes, finally. Um, and so now he likes to go into the bathrooms and unravel the toilet yep. paper and then shred it. <laughs> oh my God, he's a cat. Does he not know that we're in the middle of a pandemic? <laughs> 
uh, yes to all of the above. Uh, <laughs> it's a fucking there cat. See, now there's a toilet paper shortage. <laughs> and so every time I find him, like just tearing it apart, I'm like, that is that is that is currency. That is currency. Just shredding. To so I just did the same thing. I sent a picture to Ben. He said exactly the same thing. <laughs> he was like, no, the toilet paper. Not the toilet oh my paper. god. There's a lot of other things. We just used it from the pile paper. on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I've taken to do. Did I'm you like, try to roll it back up first? I, for a second, and then I was like, this is fucking nope. futile. Yeah. I'm just literally going to use the pile of toilet paper. I will paper. not let you go to waste toilet paper shreds. No. <laughs> Come on over here. Um, so another thing happened. You know, Corona being in my life wasn't the only big, big story that has affected us recently. Uh, it's the only reason we had to delay an episode, though. Yes, that is the only reason we had to delay an episode. But you had a pretty harrowing experience recently. Yeah. Uh, both of you collectively. I feel like Sam more so. Yeah. Both well, Alex, Alex, Alex happened to be in the middle of it, I guess, and just didn't know it was going I'm on. I'm so vapid. I had no idea. <laughs> Literally going on around you, and you have no fucking clue what's happening. Oh, I, was waiting waiting for for your my, burrito. I was waiting in line for my sub sandwich. Okay. okay. Well, well. Uh, so that's interesting too, considering I guess more and more reports are saying that it started at that. At the Wawa, Wawa yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> but we we were collectively in like, we, well, we have a text thread called Terror and Podnino where we all just kind of like shoot the shit ninety percent of the it's time. It's a very professional text thread where we talk about very important things. Yes, yes, all podcast related, <laughs> not at all. Um, and so we were talking about something, and then Sam went like dead silent for yeah. like. Probably about a, an a hour? Half, half hour. Yeah, a half hour or so. And then just comes back with the text message of the century. I think it just said, so there was a shooting outside my house? Is that what I said? I think yeah. so, yeah. No, you said you said somebody just tried to bust down my door. There's a guy with a gun in my backyard. Like, uh, well, <laughs> well, no, the first thing I said was there was a shooting yes. outside my yard. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you believed me at first. Oh, hell no, I didn't believe <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Um, and so there were, there were a couple of texts back and forth, and I think at that point you would like read what I said when I and that's kind of what I mentioned. I jumped to like, yeah, there's a there's a shooting on Param that just came through my backyard, and there was a guy walking towards my house with a gun. You like you're like wait what? And then just started like digging through any like news updates you could find. Yeah, yeah. I uh, proceeded to to text my wife, and be like, what are what are the police lines <laughs> saying? What's going on? Blah blah blah. So yeah, that uh, that was last Friday, and that was one of the more fucked up experiences of my life. Uh, yeah, so like, I, I, I work from home now, um, and my desk is down in like my basement area, and I I'm sitting at my desk, and you know having a super productive Friday, which is weird, um, and like had my whole day planned out. I was like gonna get a ton of shit done, um, and I guess it was probably around noon, 12:30? yeah, twelve twelve thirty. Uh, I hear what sounds like six or seven gunshots. Um, I got like real confused because like it had it, it happened pretty quick, and then there was a pause, and then I heard like fifteen or twenty in real rapid succession. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, I guess there was like a ten or twenty second pause between the two volleys, uh, and so I like walked upstairs to my kitchen and like kind of poked my head out into the kitchen enough to look out. Like, we have this big window that kind of faces into my backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I poke my head out while I'm still standing in the stairwell, and I see, or at least I think I saw, somebody walking towards my house in my rear neighbor's yard 
Uh, I mean, I don't think that's an I think you saw, considering where the guns were found and everything. That, like, uh, but that, that makes that's perfect the, sense. But that's the thing. Like, I know, I know the cops. I'm pretty sure the cops found guns in the culvert next to my house. I'm pretty sure. The, the, the biggest thing that I'm having trouble with is, like, I've only seen the news reports. Mm-hmm. And what I've seen in the news reports versus what the police were saying while they were there are two different things. And I haven't, cover up. <laughs> but I haven't, but like I haven't Conspiracy. heard anything. Like I haven't heard anything from any of the police right. since then. So I don't actually know what the hell happened. And I know that like eyewitness stuff is like wildly unreliable. Right. And I don't know if like I saw a per. I what I think I saw was a person walking towards my house with a gun in his hand, walking like Michael Douglas and falling down, where like. He was just out that day, and, you know, shit was going to happen. And if he died, he died, but he was going to take some shit with him. Right. Um, and, like, I booked it upstairs and, like, kind of locked myself in my bathroom because that's going to do me a lot of fucking good. Conveniently left my phone on my desk. Yeah. So, like, that's why I couldn't text you guys while it was going on. Yeah. Or, you know, call the police. Um, and I heard a bunch of shouting outside my house, and I was, like, 90% sure that... I heard them trying to get into my house. At one point, I thought they did get in. Mm-hmm. Then I heard the sirens, and then everything kind of cleared up from that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, that, that shit was fucking crazy. Yeah, man. That's uh, insanity. Gang. So, like, sleepy suburbs turn into gangland real fast. Yeah. Uh, you, when you were texting us your reaction to that, that was literally one of those moments where I realized that we are two completely different people. Because fireworks will go off down the road, and I'm immediately going for my guns. And being like, what the fuck is going on? But see, that's 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 the thing. Like, because of where I live, like I live, like I live close enough. I live close enough to a high school where, like, hearing fireworks, and like when I lived downtown, I was down by the diamond. Yeah, and so like hearing fireworks is a pretty regular thing uh, for me over the last like ten years or so. And I, so I'm, I'm familiar with that sound. I know what that sounds like. I know what the echo sounds like and the booms and everything like this. This was very clearly, when I heard it, I was just like, those are gunshots. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounded like someone picked up two rocks, was standing behind my head, and just smacked them together. Yeah. Like, a real quick crack 30 times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, as soon as it had, like, there, there was no guessing on my part, like, a car backfired. Like, I knew what that was. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was some crazy shit last round. Well, for all to happen in broad daylight is the part it, that I'm still yeah, around. Lunchtime. Middle of the day on a Friday. Like, that that was the weirdest part. And so, like, I wound up after after everything was said and done, like, I had talked to the police, I talked to the detectives, gave my statement and everything. Talked to your electrician. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my, I had an electrician come that day to install a ceiling fan. Uh, he showed up, like, five minutes after everything had cleared up. I was like, what's going on, man? Like, I was, I was on my way over, and I saw, like, the road was blocked off. And I was like, I got somewhere to be. So I turned into your neighborhood, like, a half a mile away and just kind of, like, weaved my way to your house. I was like, oh, yeah, there was a shooting, like, 30 minutes ago. Well, the thing about it, too, is for a while they were telling mm-hmm. everyone to go inside the house because they hadn't apprehended. apprehended the shooter. So I'm like, there's just apparently a lunatic so, walking around the neighborhood. So this is this what the news was saying was that, they got the shooter. It was one guy, and there were two victims. There were, there were two people that were wounded, and the last I had heard was that they were just transferred to the hospital, but they were in stable condition. What the police were saying while they were there and like taking statements and everything was that there were two, maybe three shooters, and four or five people were yeah. injured. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so like that's that's what didn't line up. So like I left. 
my house eventually and went over to Alex's and just got blindingly drunk. Because mm-hmm. you two um, live pretty close to each other. So. Yeah. yeah, we live like less than a mile from each other. So like I went over to We're her house and got blindingly drunk and went home. Like my wife came over after she got off work and picked me up. Uh, like we went and got burgers, and then I passed out at like nine o'clock. I woke up hungover at one a.m. and couldn't go back to sleep, and so I spent four hours in the middle of the night, like combing through any news article mm-hmm. and next door app thing that I could find. <clears throat> Where'd you um, get burgers from? Five Guys. Oh, nice. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> East Coast That's the important baby. Thing. Where are the burgers from? Did you go to get them from Wawa? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that was. That was my that was my weekend last weekend. Yeah, um, that's and that's it's like at, even even now like it's hard for me to like be sitting at home with like headphones on. Won't do it. That's okay. It's gonna take you a while. Yeah, it. yeah. It's called PTSD. Dude. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. You're allowed to. Well, have- it made it. me it made me reevaluate whether or not it, it made me think about my headphones that I do have at home, mm-hmm. my HyperX headphones, because one of the reviews on Amazon that's like the biggest joke review about it is mm-hmm. how. So this, this person bought the headphones and they were wearing them, and then uh, the police showed up to their house to find out if they or to their apartment. They lived in an apartment building. Uh, apparently, somebody directly above them got like stabbed. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> and they didn't hear anything. And I was like, I wonder if I had my headphones on, if the, I would have completely ignored this, and somebody would have just like <laughs> You'd have shot just me fun. through my fucking window <laughs> while with my back turned. When I was wearing my headphones at work one time, there was a tornado that literally passed That's on right, top of our building, that. and literally, I missed the memo. And everyone in the building left without me. So I'm switching to open back. <laughs> and they headphones. left me at my desk. <laughs> I'm switching to as open they, backs. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. they went into the stairwell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, guys. I mean, you should switch to open backs just because you're about to have a kid. You don't want. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to have him screaming. You can't get for, too into it. Her yeah. screaming for 25 years while. <laughs> while you're lost in the world of, of cyberpunk, but it is what it is. She's going to have to deal with my screaming when my save file gets corrupted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I've, I've come to the conclusion I'm just going to stop playing that game. I'm going to wait, yeah. Uh, moving on, the last thing I kind of wanted to, to talk about was, was the one, I want to call it the most consumer-friendly thing that we have seen in all of 2020. That's fair. Um. HBO Max recently announced that all of the Warner Brothers films, all of them, every single one that is slated to come out through 2021 will be coming out day and date with HBO Max. And we live in a world right now where films are coming out with theatrical releases and then they turn around and expect us to pay 20 bucks, 20 right? bucks to rent <laughs> mm-hmm. them. This is, is the most. This is the most consumer friendly thing. It's fifteen bucks a month for this thing, yep. and you're getting it every. Pays, it literally pays for itself every month yeah. if you watch one movie. one, of these one movie. Yeah, it's the most consumer friendly thing I've ever seen. Uh, well, seen at least in certain terms of 2020, right? Yes. And being able to watch films because WB has some of the the most anticipated. We're we're, we're talking Matrix Four. It's one Wonder of the. Woman. It's one of the largest, if not the largest major movie studios. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that they're just like, hey, here, get on board with our platform, and in, in return, we're going to give you every single movie that we've got coming down the pipeline because we know that you're not going to go see them anyways. Yeah. We know you're not going to the theater. So this gives them... I think it's a good system of give and take because all of a sudden this gives them and their exclusive HBO contract, their, their, their platform, 
a lot more subscribers, mm-hmm. and this is only going to catch more steam and build up. I think it went up 62%. Oh, and it'll go up more than that. Oh, I'm sure. Wait, until, like their, I think their subscriber base went up 62 they, One of the articles said something like 60-something percent in, like, 45 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it'll go... I mean, think about it. That's just for Wonder Woman. Like, people love comic book movies, but you got people like Alex sitting over here that don't give a flying fuck about the fact that Wonder Woman's coming out. I mean, I no. never saw the first one. But there's going to be there's gonna be a whole bunch of stuff that's coming down the pipeline mm-hmm. that are serious releases yeah. that people are going to be looking forward to, mm-hmm. that people aren't who, who aren't just comic book fans are going to be ready to just eat eat up as soon as they come yeah. out. So it's it's available for 30 days on HBO Max, right? And then so as each, well as the theater? Each movie is available for 30... So this was the part that was news to me because I didn't know this in the original thing. Each, each movie will get a simultaneous release, mm-hmm. theater and HBO Max. Right. It will have at most a 30-day exclusivity in HBO Max, then leave the platform okay. even if it's still in, in theaters. In the theaters, okay, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, Yeah, and I'm okay with that because it gives you an option to be able to watch it at home, mm-hmm. and it gives you an option to do so without breaking the bank, especially mm-hmm. right now when a lot of people are losing their jobs, yeah. losing their, you know... All it, their savings are dwindling. Yeah, it, this is one thing that people can kind of count on, especially when you've got streaming services that are giving you less and less value, right? Like Netflix is getting ready to raise its price again. <laughs> yep. uh, Hulu's it's talking crazy. about injecting more ads. You know, you're, you've got you've got a whole bunch of stuff that's coming down the pipeline for all these streaming service services where it used to be a really good value. When all or of a new streaming now, services are popping up and taking all of their content with it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's, yeah, like uh, um, NBC is getting ready to take the office from Netflix. Oh, my God. The, they the good, the, so I will I will say in their defense with with NBC Peacock, Fuck it's me. at least free. Peacock first, free? First four seasons. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, then my wife's going to be very mad because she watches The Office on loop. So, I'm sorry, the first four seasons are free on Peacock? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then everything after that you have to pay for. You have to subscribe to Peacock. To, and they already to took Peacock. Parks and Rec off there. Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah, I'm dude, just going to steal awful. my dad's account. So it's Peacock? one of those. Yeah. Yeah, so all of a sudden we're, we're at this point. He got it because of soccer. Yeah. Because they moved all their sports stuff over to there. So cord cutters are like basically... It's mm-hmm. more expensive now. Yeah, to be a cord cutter, you might as well just pay for cable. I right? I, yeah. I am almost at a break even because we we ditched cable. We have HBO Max. We have Hulu Live. Uh, we don't have Disney Plus anymore. That lapsed. Uh, we've got one other subscription, but if you add all of it together, Amazon Prime. Yeah, but we already had that. Okay. I, I never really even counted that as something. Um, Netflix, we have like we have Netflix, um, but if you add all that stuff together, all the stuff that we've added or gotten since ditching cable, I think we're saving like five dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Like, at the like, what the fuck is the point? And we talk about this all the time, though. I mean, it's gonna it's doing the same thing that it did before. Eventually, people are just gonna go back to cable. Yeah, and then they're gonna make more streaming services, and it's gonna it's like I feel like it's gonna be because if I just go back yeah. to FiOS and exactly. I can just get all this stuff on on demand, then. All right, but cool. But you can't get, all, you the can't get yeah, all this stuff on Yeah, you can't get the Netflix demand. stuff on out, like the Amazon Prime stuff. And all you can't of, get. No, but like FiOS, like, and, but so I, I know one of the things with you, like HBO Max, you get for free because of AT and T, because AT and T like owns it or owns a part of it, right? Don't you get HBO Max for free? Yeah, I do. So, and then like I know T Mobile, you get yeah, AT and T owns HBO, but I'll, I believe they have a majority stake in yeah. like Warner Brothers yeah. and like a whole bunch of other like, stuff. 
all of your cell phone providers offer some sort of package that gives you one of these platforms for free. What? Yeah, like for, for no, you what do you have, Verizon? Yeah. Yeah, you, well, you don't watch NFL. No. That's the that's a big that ticket. That is a big one. That's like, like $230 a year. You can watch every single NFL game on oh. on Verizon. I mean, Ben does watch them, I guess. I, I had no idea that was the thing. Yeah, so I mean, every... every <laughs> that doesn't benefit me at all. That's a, that's a big <laughs> ticket item. I mean, it, it begs the question, like, Netflix, like I've, I, I've never really counted Netflix and Amazon Prime as, like, cord cutting because no. I, I've, all, I've always had it. Yeah. Um, since the beginning since, of time. Beginning. But, like, yeah. Hulu Live... Uh, HBO Max, Disney Plus, Peacock, all that stuff. Like, I feel like you can just watch all that shit on on demand if you have like Verizon. Verizon. Well, no, because like stuff like on like The Mandalorian, that's all exclusive to right. Disney Plus, right? Right. So, I hear good things about the new season or something of Mandalorian. I've heard it's, it's great. Blown up it's on been, Twitter. It's been fantastic. I just had something massively spoiled by fucking Mark Hamill on Twitter himself. Ew, Mark Hamill? What's who's, wrong? He was like, oh, I can't believe we kept that spoiler shut, blah, blah, blah. And literally, The Mandalorian had its final episode air yesterday. So I'm assuming Luke Skywalker is in the final episode of The Mandalorian because fucking piece of shit Mark Hamill is like... <laughs> did you just spoil it for all of the people listening Good? to this? I don't give a fuck, dude. Check Mark Hamill's Twitter. Fuck you, Mark Hamill. Oh. Fuck you. Don't tweet that shit out. Mr. Oh, we've been keeping that under wraps for over a year. Fuck you, Mark Hamill. Fuck you. I've never seen Palmer look so upset. I'm just, I am. I, I've been waiting for The Mandalorian to come out completely so I can just binge watch all of it. <laughs> yeah, so and mad. now all of a sudden he's just like, oh, I can't believe we kept that under wraps for you. <laughs> Fuck yourself. It could still be good with you if you know that, though. Well, anyway, about no. HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> you can still enjoy it. No, I can't. Is it ruined for it you? Is. I don't know why, how it happens or why, but I know that he's in it. <laughs> so, you know, Palmer's reaction here is actually pretty reminiscent of Christopher Nolan's reaction when he heard what WB was doing with HBO Max. So, yeah. how, how is he feeling? Is he thrilled about this, he's, you guys? So, we we just got finished talking about how we as consumers love the fact that this is happening. Yeah, it's great. I don't have to worry about sticky shoes in movie theaters and $10 buckets of popcorn. Yeah. and, and, and can, COVID. And I can press pause when I need to go take a shit. I but love the, going to the movie theaters, but you don't have to worry about COVID. Right. Yeah. And, but, the, but the Hollywood Elite are coming out. You mean saying, the billionaires? Yeah, they, Christopher Nolan is very upset about this Fuck because he released you. Tenant and it tanked. Yep, at least in the U.S. It, it wasn't well a very overseas. good movie. That's it did why. well overseas. And he, it's at like three hundred and seventy million. And he somehow expects that that the theater market is where people should continue to go. That films like Dune that are coming up, the the director of that is is very upset. Who gives uh, a shit about Dune other than Henry Zabrowski? I was talking to somebody who was like so amped about this. My yeah, dad, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked. My about dad Dune. loved. Oh, my friend Dune. demo. <laughs> my dad loved Dune, yeah, and I told him about this. this, and he shook his head and just asked me why. He shook your head about Dune. My dad shook his head and just asked me why. Oh. About what? About Dune. Like, but what I about? I don't Dune? understand. Just what like, he... why are they doing this again? Oh, oh, why are they making another movie? Yeah. Well, that's because like, what's his face? Because the last one was fucking garbage. It wasn't garbage. It was just very campy. And I think I think if you can get a much truer to the source material version, it could be a very good film. Like like when you read Dune, like the very first, I would even for people that are not it, that into sci-fi, mm-hmm. the first Dune book is a legitimate like no, he masterpiece. Loves, he loves the books. His point is like unless you're turning this into like multiple movies, but that's the plan. Yeah, that's what they were doing. Yeah. That's the. I believe it's. I believe it's already pretty much like 
scheduled for a trilogy. But the issue is that these directors aren't losing. Okay, so I believe that they're losing like the bonuses that would come from theatrical so releases. A lot of contracts are written to save the theater production costs up front by saying, I will take a lower upfront fee to direct or write or produce or whatever. I will take a lower fee up front for a percentage of the box office returns. Right. But then Warner Brothers has turned around and forked over additional checks that go directly to production and directorial crew and cast. At different levels and for different reasons. But they're still getting But they're them. still giving a shitload of money. Regardless, you have a bunch of people that are literally going to be making millions of dollars off this deal still. Complaining. When people are struggling to fucking just get a job working at Amazon. Right. For, yeah. for yeah. minimum wage. It's the it's it is one of the most obnoxious things I've ever seen. Like it's the most tone deaf thing for somebody like Christopher Nolan to come out and say, "Well, Herder, I'm going to be losing so much money on this. This is the biggest slap in the face to theaters and blah blah blah." Right. You have to understand, theaters are not a safe place. People are not comfortable going to them right now. Yeah. Every single theatrical release that has come out has not done well in this pandemic. People want to stay home. People want to be able to still experience entertaining content, and this is a way for them to do so, and you still get a check cut to you. HBO is losing money on this. Yeah. But I think... Like, I think so Christopher point, Nolan's worth like $200 million. So, you know what I mean? Like, what the is, fuck are you complaining about? This is, about? I guess, kind of where his point is. And this, no, he has no point. Fuck Christopher Nolan. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to defend him. So going back to, this, to Warner Brothers cutting these additional checks... Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins were both given more than $10 million as a, we're doing this because you're the movie that we're priming this with. This is the first, Wonder Woman 1984 is the first one that's going to do this. Yeah. Okay. And we, you didn't get a heads up about it. So they're giving them $10 million. Here's $10 million bucks each. Oh, oh, Gal Gadot. $10 million. But the, I, so... Uh, and again, I'm not I'm not defending Christopher Nolan here. It's the way the contracts are written. I think it was uh, <clears throat> I think it was Catherine Hagel. What some uh, it was her or somebody in or it was either her or Charlize Theron. One of them made <clears throat> the bulk of their money off of this type of contract between two movies that allowed them to then transition into things like directing and producing. Charlie's there, and I bet you. But see, and it also needs to be noted that this is not a permanent thing. Right. This is a 2021 thing. Right. It's and not... this also would never have happened had the entire world not changed overnight. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we're in the middle of a fucking global pandemic. It's yeah. a one-year <laughs> thing. If you want people to watch your goddamn movies and give you money... Like for well, fuck's sake! I think you know. I think it's also telling you know what one Disney Disney is already showing mm-hmm. signs of saying, Same "Hey, hey <laughs> we might turn around and do the exact same I thing." I thought they already Thanks. did it though. Uh, well, they they sort of did it with Mulan, right? Like they so like they Mulan right wasn't exclusive for them, right. <laughs> but they also did that period where you could rent it early, right? And Maybe get, that's what I'm thinking. And, then. and get it for twenty bucks or whatever. Yeah. And you could well yep. not rent it; you'd still own, own it. it. But if you ever stop subscribing, you don't actually own it. You, you can do, just pay it, early to get it to see it earlier than everybody else. 
That's right. So Disney is, but they're already talking about like how there's a possibility that they'll just continue with their slate of releases and just put them all on Disney Plus, and they're going to raise the price of Disney Plus. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Yeah. It's not. It's not about the fact that like these places are raising their price. My issue is when Netflix, for example, raises its price, and I don't see an additional value. Yeah, for out of what it. they yeah. keep saying, we're we're expanding your services and putting in more content. You're like, are you really though? Yeah, that well, seems worse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like honestly, I would I would rather Netflix did less original content and focused on keeping the IPs that they had. So here's here's my issue, and we've touched on this a little bit before. Uh, about how just like everybody has their own streaming service now. If you told me Netflix was going to jack up their price to $40 a month. But just for the sake of this argument, if Disney Plus doesn't exist, Hulu uh, doesn't branch out into their own uh, exclusive content, mm-hmm. uh, HBO Max doesn't exist, um, Peacock never happens, all of that stuff stays on Netflix. And Netflix says, we're going to charge you $40 a month, but with that $40 a month, you're going to get same-day access to all of these blockbusters the day they hit theaters. Boner. Yeah. Instantly. Oh, yeah. instant. Instantly, That's all the not things. a fucking problem. Yeah. The issue that I have is now you have all of these different platforms, and you can't really just pick one You kind of, if, because they all have their own exclusive content, and mm-hmm. some of it is really good on each platform. Yeah, some. That's some, the keyword. Yeah. Some. some. And I don't like. I'm having a hard time justifying paying fifteen dollars for each platform six times to watch the one or two things that each platform has to offer. I think that's the big issue, right? Like, so I can like I, Apple TV Plus. I'm not gonna renew it after no. my free subscription expires. Mm-hmm. Um, we've watched one thing on it. The only other thing that I want to watch is uh, the Coach. Yeah, Ted Lasso, because um, I've heard that's great. But they've been doing a lot of really good kid stuff. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and for that I might keep it because all the Charlie Brown stuff is on there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, I would happily pay forty bucks a month if everything's just on one fucking platform. Because mm-hmm. well, I'm paying I'm paying that kind of money for Hulu Live, and that's exactly how much. Like Hulu Live costs sixty bucks a month. YouTube TV costs sixty bucks a month. If I'm paying that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Hulu Live costs $60 a month. Yeah. Darn. For like the full package of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's 60 bucks a month. YouTube TV is the same way, which is why I'm saying like I'm already paying exactly what I was paying when I had cable. So what the fuck is the point? I mean, you could just do the cheap Hulu with commercials. Well, no, like, but that. So you don't get access to all the things. You, that's just for like the normal stuff on Hulu, like okay. Hulu Live TV. Oh, well, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. For a little while there, like AT&T was giving you the ultimate the ultimate package, which right. was you got AT and T now and a hand job, which was the reach around and everything. Uh, you got AT and T now with them, which was which was basically their version of YouTube TV or Hulu Live right. that you got for free for just being fucking subscribers, just AT&T. for being there. And they stopped doing that. Yep, because they and probably they, were like, "This yeah. is." <laughs> We can make a lot more money if we stop doing this. And so I was really pissed off at that at first. And then they were like, all right, well, we're giving you HBO Max. And I was like, this still isn't as good. But then they made this deal. And I was like, I am fine with it. There's a huge, huge precedent that I think is being set with this, with Warner Brothers being willing to say, hey, we're going to roll with the punches of this pandemic. We're going to give you guys everything that we come out with for the next year. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So it doesn't delay anything that we're doing. It's consumer friendly. It continues to hook you guys into our franchises. Yep. And then down the road, hopefully you give us a return. Hopefully you guys will come out to the theaters when things return back to normal. Yeah. If the we theaters looked will after have you, look after maybe us. you will look after us, which I will. I love going to the movies, yeah. but not right now. It depends yeah. on if the theaters will have them back because AMC pretty much told them to go fuck themselves. Yeah, but well, well AMC, AMC tells everyone to go fuck themselves constantly. Yeah, what are they going to do? True. Just not play any movies ever? Yeah. They told Fox to go fuck themselves. Now they're telling Warner Brothers to go fuck themselves. Like, are they just not going to have movies? The part that I'm worried about is uh, <laughs> it's, it's not so much that I'm worried about. I'm just curious, you know. And fucking see, seeing yeah. how the see how this goes through 2021, and if Warner right. Brothers decides to stick with it. You know, if they say that our HBO Max subscriptions have been just through the Lucrative fucking roof, enough, yeah. we're just going to stick with this. If other studios start doing the same thing and start pairing off with different streaming services, like mm-hmm. if that like, if yeah, that right. turns into a situation where like if you want to see this movie, you have to have the streaming service. Like I'm waiting for the the rise of LimeWire to come back. Well, they'll always have the theater though. Yeah. There, oh, there's always going to be movie theaters, whether you want to go to them or not. Yeah. Those think, are an American institution. And, like, don't get me wrong. Like, as much grief as I give movie theaters and as much as I like being able to stay home and watch movies when I feel like it, I don't have a 180-inch TV with oh, Dolby, Dolby Atmos sound. surround sound. It's an experience. Yeah. It is an experience. And, oh, and there are plenty of movies, and we've talked about them on this cast, like Hereditary, Yes. deserved to be seen in a theater. Yes. And yeah. that's another good thing about being able to watch it on HBO Max. You you can decide then yeah. maybe this is a movie worth going to the theater for if you're one of those people who are comfortable going out in public. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's one of the few things that I've seen where it's legitimately giving people an option to sit home and enjoy content the way that they're comfortable with. And I think... I think it's a win-win for H. Or sorry, for both HBO mm-hmm. and Warner Brothers yes. in terms of it gets HBO subscribers. All of a sudden, they can produce, <coughs> excuse me, um, better content with their shows. Yeah, it gives Warner Brothers some sort of of continuing influx of of money mm-hmm. to continue making films as things go on. And they're they're one of the only studios that's showing that it's willing to adapt. Yes. And I appreciate that. Um, We're all adapting. Christopher Nolan, be damned! <laughs> I can't wait for him to just, make some fucking like pandemic, super movie. highbrow pandemic movie where all he does is like put in some gnarly subtext to bash the billionaires because oh woe is me the the meek millionaire. And I, I think <laughs> I think you know the one thing that I will say about Nolan is is maybe where he might be correct is maybe they deserved a little more consultation. Oh, absolutely! I will say that this yes. this was done primarily yeah. at the exclusion of the talent. But that can't be the only time that movie production houses are like Warner make it's decisions. It's almost like without... Christopher Nolan has never seen how a business works, right? They're not. What's the word? They don't have to ask him. And, and we're, we are being critical of Christopher Nolan, but he is not the only no, person to Judd show Apatow, his ass on there this. Are, yeah. There are millions, not millions, but there are several directors, Several high-name, like, big-name directors and producers that have definitely, like, opened their mouth to show their ass about this. Yeah. But I will say this. In spite of these high-profile directors and producers, as you said, kind of opening their ass to, to talk about things. <laughs> I'm just imagining Judd Apatow opening his ass. <laughs> I and think, Leslie Mann pops out. I think... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Is that where he stores her when he's not putting her in his movies? I've had many rants about how, like, oh, public... When, when companies go public, it destroys 
yeah. their integrity. Um, I think that the public is going to speak in these terms, and I think we're already seeing it. AMC's stock has dropped 20%. Mm-hmm. Warner Brothers' stock has gone up. Yeah, this is a huge flex by Warner Brothers. People, yep. people and investors, people it. with money that have money to be able to spend and invest want this. Yeah. And they want this convenience. They want this comfort. People have been, for a long time, since streaming became a thing, talked about how this is the death of mm-hmm. the theater. Yeah, I've been saying that all year. <laughs> this is this is. They're talking about. Uh, I heard they're going to tear down Bowtie and Criterion and put a fucking casino there. Ooh, a Rosies. Probably, yeah. Ugh, Which God. makes me. I, I want. I don't mind if they tear down Bowtie. Please leave Criterion, because that's one of the only places in town to see like the smaller indie movies that are really good. For a Rosie, really a Rosies or like a real casino? I don't know. Damn it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I think that's terrible. Yeah, I do too. Um, as long as West leave, Tower, leave, leave Criterion and leave my West Tower. Yeah. I don't want theaters to go anywhere. I don't want them to go the way of the dodo. But at the same time, I want places to acknowledge that as of right now, mm-hmm. we need to adapt. Yes. And we need to continue to give us content. Yes. People we, people want to be entertained, and people want to be able to do so in a way that's safe and affordable. It's some sort of normalcy in this crazy time that we're going through it and is it, and it, it really is. is it's only supposed to be temporary so i'm sorry to just going back to christopher up. nolan fuck you dude i shouldn't have to be willing to put my health and safety on the line to watch your unnecessarily convoluted fucking movies you're also one of the richest 25 directors in all of the united states of america yeah. i think you'll be like, right. I'm, you're gonna be fine but i mean i think i think it does point out like an inherent problem with all of this right is is that Someone could swoop in and keep, for instance, stuff like Bowtie in our area alive. Mm-hmm. If, yep. if that's what it is, if it's really just a matter of Bowtie just not being able to afford to stay afloat, Jeff Bezos could piss out a check. Jeff Bezos could <laughs> do a keep whole it fucking alive for, for a yeah. long fucking Elon time. Musk. A lot of people could piss out a check and yeah. keep it alive for a long time. And I think, I Christopher think Nolan could piss out a check and keep places alive. So it's one of those <laughs> things. You're, you're bitching about the loss of the theater. But I don't see anybody stepping in to keep the theater alive the right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, because here's I, the thing: if the if the movies aren't making money, the studios are aren't making money. If the studios aren't making money, they're going to stop making the movies, or they're just going to go under. So WB has to do something. Yeah. In mm-hmm. this case, yeah. And what they they're to, doing gets the benefit directly to the consumer. Well, it's like it's like it's like um, stuff like like uh, so maybe stop making two hundred million dollar movies. What the hell's the that guy from the office who directed? Dwight. No, um, John Krasinski. Yeah, his his A Quiet Place. Quiet Place Part Two. Part yeah. Two. You're just sitting on that film. Where is it, bro? It's been done. It's done. He doesn't. Well, you see, your every day that that hasn't been released since it's been since yep. it's been delayed is just it's just losing money. Hemorrhaging yeah. it. Yeah. So I I just I don't know because there's a certain amount of time that I feel like you can go on, especially with a sequel, before people just lose interest in it. Absolutely. 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 Yeah, I I don't think that there's, for instance, you know, <laughs> Cyberpunk just came out. Yep. And that game has been <laughs> 10 years in the making. Literally, the first time I saw a trailer for that game was the very first year that Kelly and I were dating. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And this game has been hyped up in our heads for for year after year after year after year. Yep. And it's come out from a studio that is um, has made. a fantastic rep, one of the best reputations of all time. Yeah. And it came out like dog shit. Mm. Like 
It's glitchy. It's terrible. I've the, loved it. I've had a blast with it, and I've probably yeah. I'm, I might actually say I've had more fun reading everybody flaming it on Reddit <laughs> than I've had playing it, which it says a lot because I've had a blast playing this game. But but this movie has built up too much hype. Or sorry, this game has built up too much hype. Stuff like A Quiet Place Part Two. Stuff like. Candyman yeah. stuff like mm. oh, uh, Candyman, it, it, yeah, all this stuff that is that is done, and we know it's done, yeah, and it's just sitting in a canister because I'm every... not going to go see five movies a weekend next year. It's just not going to happen. Two possible yeah. things are happening right now with every week that these movies don't come out. One, it's getting overhyped in our heads more and more yep. and more and yeah. more, and so when we finally see it, it's going to be not not to our expectations. Yeah. And two, it's losing steam. This yep. is WB's response. And mm-hmm. I applaud them for it. Yeah. What I want to know, dear listeners, are your thoughts. Mm. Right in. Let us know what yeah, you how, think how many about of all you, this. How many of you have or plan to get HBO Max? Yeah. yeah. How many of you are supporting this? How many of you mm-hmm. guys support where Nolan is coming yeah. from? How many of you guys support where a Villeneuve view is coming from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to know what side everybody's on. And whether or not there's anybody that's riding that line, because I, I think collectively all three of us are not riding the line. We're very much on the side of WB yes. with this. Um, We're with and, the other 99%. Yeah, <laughs> I would very much like to Occupy hear Wall Street. What, what everybody else has to say about this. With that being said, I think it's time to move on to... <laughs> to actual horror movie stuff? To, to horror movie stuff <laughs> and talk about this week's horror headlines. You guys ready? Yeah. All right, let's do it. off the horror headlines off off kicking kicking off <laughs> with the greatest movie of 2021 <laughs> calling it right now yep yep robert eggers has rap production on his viking revenge film the northman i do love the fact that he went with a they went they went with a picture from uh the witch the witch uh who ended up getting the tramp stamp was it me what? yes tramp stamp yeah, yeah. was it me yeah, yeah you got me. the witch tramp stamp did i give you that yes, yes. you did mm. Mm. You remember those days back when the podcast was fun? <laughs> and we had steaks. And I also feel like I was hammered. Yeah, you probably I don't even think that was a podcast night. I think that was like a That was a game. That was like oh, a friend's giving night. Yeah, playing, like yeah. we were all playing a like card game or some uh, shit. I gave Palmer I remember tattoo. that much differently. <laughs> Slap Sam. <laughs> yep. I think that was the same. We still thing. never found that video to post on our of the one where you slap me? Yeah. Oh, I've, and so I've got it somewhere. I've got that. I've also got the the witch tattoo. We should post this oh, on, do our, you? on yeah, our social I've got it on my phone. <laughs> These are the things our fans want to see. <laughs> uh, look, Eggers did The Witch in the Lighthouse. I think people who enjoyed those films are really going to be looking forward to The Northman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film finished finished filming, and uh, even with the, the COVID-related delays, everything's pretty much done so this is just another movie that might sit in a can until they decide to release it unfortunately um we've talked about this movie a few times uh it's going to include alexander skarsgård nicole kidman annie taylor joy ethan hawk which is the one like uh i'm not a huge i'm not a huge ethan hawk fan i don't actually even know what he's done recently recently but he was in slither that was very good he was in slither yeah you're right so he has some experience in the horror he does. genre. Yeah, he does. Uh, Clay's Bang, Kate Dickey, Bjork. 
<laughs> See, Bjork is the one that I'm like, what? No, but she's like, she's, she's Icelandic. Yeah, yeah. I feel like but she's is, the does most. Does she act, though? I don't I know. Think she's just going to play Bjork. Is yeah. she just going to play Bjork? I, mean, I hope so. Here can she do anything else? <laughs> then be a little Icelandic fairy. This will be her fourth movie. Okay. When was her... M- her most recent film was in 2005. Okay. So okay, so it's been a little It's bit. been a, a minute. They got her out of there. But then could we got, you, we got Willem Dafoe again. Sorry, could you just tell me what that movie was? Uh, that movie was called Drawing Restraint 9. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, a film project <laughs> by like visual something. artist Matthew Barney consisting of a feature-length film, large-scale sculptures, photographs. So it's an artsy it's an art, art, okay. art house. That film. sounds like yeah. something Bjork would be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally Willem Dafoe. Awesome. Uh, it's set to to take place during the turn of the tenth century. Eggers has co written the screenplay with uh Icelandic poet and novelist Sion. I feel like doing the research for a movie that takes place in the tenth century must be I mean he did he did uh you know, The Witch. But that's what, sixteenth, seventeenth century? Yeah. Eight, but tenth yeah. century? That's like <laughs> honestly the only people that I would even trust these days to it's do Bjork. that kind of research <laughs> are Robert Eggers yes. and Ari Aster. I was gonna say I feel like he I feel like he's gonna do a good job. Yeah. I bet you that people who are familiar with tenth century Viking revenge all, movies all seven people will in the be entire like world. this is very spot on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh did you say the other one was Ari Aster. Oh, yeah. yeah. So next up on the list, uh, the Resident Evil film reboot that we have talked about a couple <laughs> times on this podcast is scheduled to come out on September er, in September uh, 2021. Um, Constantin Film has updated their website to include a new release of September 9th, 2021 for the uh, upcoming Johannes Robert project. Um, it's still pretty bare bones. There's still not a whole lot of other information about it, but... Uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, we we already kind of touched on the fact that Warner Brothers has already offloaded their entire 2021 film slate to HBO Max. So it could be interesting to see whether or not this kind of a film gets some sort of package deal like that as well. Um, we've got a whole bunch of other video game content coming out in the pipeline that's supposed to be slated for 2021. Right. Uh, including the Mortal Kombat film, which was which is backed oh, yeah. by... Uh, uh, what's his name? The guy who did The Conjuring. James Wan. James Wan. James Wan. Yes, he's producing. He's producing that apparently. So, you know, it's 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 going to be interesting seeing where all this this ends up. Uh, but I'd be looking forward to seeing another take mm-hmm. on Resident Evil that isn't quite as campy as where the current series has decided to end up. This seems like a good pandemic movie, too. It does, yeah. It seems like of the times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, Resident Evil's a good pandemic game. Yep. It's uh, one, of those, one of those games that really makes you appreciate the fact that uh, there aren't a bunch of bloodthirsty <laughs> creatures out to get us yet right now. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, uh, Halloween Kills. It's mm. officially rated R for strong, bloody violence throughout. Yeah. Uh, we have been kind of getting these these crazy gotcha headlines uh, over the past few weeks. Stuff like this movie is going to have ten times the amount of kills. Mm-hmm. This movie is going to be just a splatter fest mm-hmm. from start to finish. 
I gotta admit, like for this franchise, I'm not excited. That by doesn't that. seem like it fits really. No, right? yeah. Um, but here we are. Uh, David Gordon Green has recently promised that Halloween Kills will feature twice the thrills and ten times the kills of Halloween 2018, which would put it if he means it as literal yes. as he does. <laughs> that would literally put the kill count in the hundreds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we talked about this, right? Does that mean that they like? It's going to, like, blow up a school bus, but that doesn't seem, like, on brand. Yeah, Yeah, how do you kill that many people, like, single-handedly? While while keeping the tension. With a knife. With a knife. (laughs) uh, Without doing something excessive, like, blowing up a building full of people. Right. I don't don't, want to watch that. There's only so many minutes in a movie. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe he has just people, maybe for some reason there are, like, people lined up. Like, maybe they're doing, like, a swimsuit competition, all right? It's Miss America. And there's like a, a line of thirty women, and he just walks by, just slashes and all just their slashes all their throats. Or maybe it's like a bunch of people <laughs> trying to like restrain him, and they're just like running at him like a meat grinder, mm-hmm. and he's like just a cutting, video game, and he's just cutting through. <laughs> yeah. Them. Well, I mean, we've we've kind of talked about this before, you know, the the the, the most brutal take I think we've seen on screen for for Michael Myers has been. Uh, Rob Zombie's take yes. on yep. and the body count in the Rob Zombie movies is exorbitantly high but the other thing that is great about the Rob Zombie films is that he really knows when to focus on the carnage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when you start kind of just throwing it into the literal hundreds of people that are going to be dying on screen then you lose that focus on the carnage you lose that like hunt that becomes right. so thrilling watching it right. kind of through the eyes well, of Michael Myers and, and especially in a Michael Myers movie that's what it like the hunt is the thing right yeah so like you know i would expect this kind of tagline advertising to come from like maybe the next friday the 13th film but yes. this right here doesn't feel like a halloween no. tagline like i don't I, I read this and i'm not excited about this i feel like this is just continuing the franchise in the Wrong, wrong direction. Um, you know, it's interesting. We've talked about it a few times. You were super excited with the 2018 release and have since become mm-hmm. kind of lukewarm on it. Yes. Sam and I were kind of lukewarm on it to begin with. As the resident Halloween fan slash expert, God, yes. How are you feeling about this? Do you want? Do you want them to tone it down? Do you want? Are you excited by these kinds of of uh, grab headlines. No, I think if it was any other movie, I'd be like, awesome. I'm into it. The more carnage, the more blood, the better. But for a Michael Myers as a killer movie, to me, it doesn't make sense. Mm. But I'm also going to place a an educated guess right now that the kill count at the end of this movie will be, I'm going to say 35. Okay. Which is nowhere near 10 times the kills. Right, right, right. I think right. that's an exaggerated statement. But 35 still seems high. Like, it does. Like, Jason Voorhees doesn't even have a kill no. count like that in one film. No, and I think there's going to be something that you're going to be like, oh, that's where... That's you think where it's going to be like a terrifier type of thing where, like... Or, like, maybe a carry thing where all of a mm. sudden, like, it's it's a whole bunch of people locked in a building and it's mm. set on fire and that's how they get the... the how he gets that's that how many the, kills. the kill count... Yeah, I don't think it's going to be, like, him stabbing... Each thirty-five people, because that's just going to be like a movie that I—it's going to have, like you said, there's an amount of minutes in a movie, and I think that that's. Yeah, I just feel like the higher the kill count gets, the more you destroy the tension, and I feel like Halloween mm-hmm. has always been more about building tension than a lot of other slasher films. Absolutely, in the first movie, they only killed like three people. Yeah, and uh, a dog. Yeah, and like so four and a dog. I hear this. I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> lukewarm on it, but I'll I, still watch it. Yeah, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna see it. This I, might be uh, the first movie I see in theaters again. 
I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's currently slated to come out on October 15th, 2021, only in theaters. It, it Every single bit of news that I have read about this film has been very, very uh, keen on including the fact that this is only in theaters. So this probably had one of those clauses built into the contract where it has to have a theatrical release. Maybe. But yeah. not simultaneously with a VOD Maybe. or an HBO Max. But this is one of those this is one of those movies where I'd probably be willing to pay to pay the twenty bucks to rent it on VOD. Oh, and for that, sure. that, like that's for the sure. thing. You yeah. know, if, if next October rolls around and I'm still like <laughs> stuck in our house. Still stuck in yeah. home like yeah, sure. We'll, the three of us will get together. We'll watch it. We'll probably do like some impromptu like live reaction cast or some shit. Someone buys the movie and someone brings the pizza, and then you're pretty much good to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. all set. Mm-hmm. We got the pizza hut. We got the movie rental ready to go. You also don't get weird looks bringing food over. <laughs> bringing a whole pizza. <laughs> yeah, bringing a whole pizza like you would if you brought an entire meal into a movie you theater. You try and bring bang bang shrimp into the theater one time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next up, Ready or Not and Scream uh, filmmakers Radio Silence are directing a new MGM horror film called Reunion. Uh, Tyler Gillette and Matt Bettinelli open and Chad Vieja. I think it's Vieja. It might be Villella. I'm Vieja. not. Vieja makes sense. Yeah, I yeah. think it's Vieja. Um, Villella. <laughs> better known as Radio Silence, who have, have done everything from VHS to Southbound to Ready or Not, which was which was a crowd favorite here, mm. um, are getting ready to start their next horror project with, a, uh, with MGM. The film is called Reunion, and in Reunion, the horrific experience of a high school reunion is taken to a new extreme when the group of uninspired old friends become the only hope for survival against an unwelcome, shape-shifting creature. All right. I that sounds it, fun. I it think does it sound sounds fun. A lot, I think it sounds like a lot of fun. It's so just they're going to be like in did, a gym or something? So I know Maybe. you didn't go to your high school reunion. I did not. I assume you didn't. You, <laughs> you know, could not pay me to go to my high school reunion. I didn't, nor did I have any interest. I don't even in think going. my one school had a high school reunion, or if they didn't, no one invited me. <laughs> but I, I, I just find it interesting that this Sad. gets announced when the Scream remake that they're working on has been pushed all the way out to 2022. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious because this doesn't have a release date or anything like that. Um, you know, it's when it says they're working on it, that could yeah, be a myriad super, of it's things. It's super early, yeah. so I mean, uh, just I'm be... just I'm curious, you know, how long it's going to be before we see this show up. I I am uh, I wouldn't expect this before 2023. Okay. I'll watch anything that Radio Silence does. Yeah, I think their yeah. movies are so good. At this point, I think they've earned like yeah their their fandom from us collectively. They 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 have done. While I think that some things that they have done have been more lackluster than others, everything that they have done I have enjoyed. Yes. Um, I would agree with that. And and I'm looking forward to seeing what, what happens with all of this. Uh, we'll keep you posted as, as more details are released. But this sounds juicy. The thing that I... It sounds almost cliche up until they're like, oh, it's a shape-shifting creature. And then I'm just like, you know what? That's enough. That's enough of a twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To get my interest. Yeah, because like that could mean a whole thing, like a whole bunch of things. As long as this doesn't turn into like Valentine, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain that? I don't understand. Did you ever see that movie? I don't think so. so you ever saw Valentine? For somebody who loves fucking like early 2000s, like... Right? What? 
Like, so it was, a, it, was a, it was a kid who got bullied a lot yeah. in high school. Got that Cupid mask on. And like every oh, every time okay. he got upset, he would get a nosebleed. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. And yep, like yep, when yep. I first watched it, I was like, oh, this movie's great because the killer wins in the end. You know, it, it, it's so different from everything else. And then I rewatched it like five years later. I was like, wow, this movie's really fucking terrible. <laughs> okay. It's not good. It's no. not good. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I don't know not what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that uh, were just not good. Uh, <laughs> oh, sucky. <laughs> HBO. No, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I enjoyed the first like two seasons of that it's show. Terrible. Enough to watch all the seasons it's of so that show. so bad. <laughs> and that show so, just really fell off a cliff. Wait a minute. Are you going to... Are you, Alex. Yes. Sam. What's better, this okay. Okay. or uh, the sparkly vampire movies? Twilight. Yeah. Wait, which one? Which one is better to you? <laughs> I don't want to say. <laughs> it's Twilight, isn't it? it? Is. <laughs> I watched Twilight ironically. Okay. Okay, sure. Look, <laughs> you slapped a fish. <laughs> the, everybody talks about how they stay, how they started watching HBO for Sucky Stackhouse's boobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Sucky, but okay. it, but I watched it for Lafayette. Yeah, because he was yep. actually fucking. But what? Great. But didn't he die in like season? Th- three? No, he was in all seven seasons. Oh, he was. Oh, okay. uh, but he, the actor, actually did die. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, okay. yeah. The act- actor is oh, dead. Oh, that's sad. Um, also, so you're saying he's a, not going to be in the reboot. A girl I went to high school with got butt naked in the sixth season of that show. All right. Uh, and I know pretty much everybody tuned into that one episode just to watch. <laughs> Did she do this while she she's was in actually high an S- she's she's no 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 a post okay. she's uh, a regular on SVU now apparently. Nice. Huh. Last I last I checked. Um, yeah, Jamie Hyder. What's up, Jamie? <laughs> uh, In case you didn't know, the show we're talking about is yeah, the show True we, Blood. It's True Blood. And, uh, you know, the show aired in, in, God, was it really 2008? I hate yes. it. I take it all back. I was going to say, I think if you like the show, this is absolutely in the ear. I feel like we the weird part to, to me ignore. is... It ended in 2014, and in my head, it makes more sense that it would have ended in 2008. That's what I was thinking. Like... It seems like it ended a lot. It ended a lot more recently than it seems like it did. See, I feel like it started in like 2014 and didn't end until like 2019. <laughs> but you so you're saying that True Blood ago. is yeah. just a total mind warp? Yes, <laughs> it's a time warp, and no one yes. knows when. It I'm actually going to have to like check out. I'm going to have to. It's up there on HBO Max. Well, the producer of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah, Roberto Aguirre Sosa is going to hate which it, which I love. Hey, I really enjoyed the first two seasons of Chilling Adventures. That's true. Sabrina. I really enjoyed the first got, two seasons. It wasn't until the song and dance part. It was the part. Yeah. Yeah, just, uh, you, you The Peggy songs. <laughs> you start doing that, and I'm just, I'm out. But uh, you would watch Sons of Anarchy. It's <laughs> because Peggy songs. Peggy songs are a meme. <laughs> Peggy songs does no wrongs. It also had one of the greatest actors of our time in that show playing a trans woman, and it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh... So he's apparently producing this. The reboot is actually supposed to be in the very early stages of development, so there's not a whole lot of information about this. Um, We do know that it's not going to have the original cast. It looks like it's going to have a different cast. It looks like it's going to be a complete reboot. Mm. Um, We'll see what happens with it. I don't know. are Are you guys at all interested in this? Okay, so I liked True Blood. My problem with it was... 
I loved Anna Paquin. I do love Anna Paquin. Yeah. But her fucking accent in this goddamn show <laughs> was the most obnoxious thing. I could not get my head around it. I, like, I, I like... People don't talk like that. I like how well-endowed Anna Paquin is. She's beautiful. Uh, and she... I will agree with you that I think she was one of the most obnoxious parts of this show. I also just don't <laughs> think that like a fairy as a main character yeah. is like a very compelling it's thing. It's not. When you've got werewolves and vampires and... You know, and, I will say, though, Gen Z loves them some fucking fairies. Like... For sure, for sure. Okay. So this may be a this may be a good chance. Maybe I'm just too boomer to understand. Uh, <laughs> it, this is also the show that got the scars guards on the map. So let's That's just true. let's throw that out there as well. Um, I um, I am interested enough in seeing what happens with this. Uh, what's her name? God, the redhead in that show too. God, I thought she was she she was in uh, Daredevil also. The newest one or the movie? No, no, no. The one on Netflix. Oh. The series. Yeah, she played uh, the... the What's his... You know, obviously, he's an attorney in that show. She played his assistant. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Um, shit. Yeah, I can't remember I got it off the top of my head. No, I don't. <laughs> Deborah Ann Wolf. Sure. Is she right? Karen yeah, Page? Karen Page. Karen yeah. Page. Karen yeah. Page. Yeah. Yes, so Deborah Ann Wolf. Yeah. Um, you know, there were a lot of interesting parts about that show. A lot of eye candy to look at for both, for, for everyone involved. <laughs> there was just a yeah. lot of, yeah. of rampant nudity. So I guess if they keep that going in this one and, and, and keep the, the blood flowing, I'll probably be interested <laughs> enough to watch it for another six to seven seasons. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens with it. I'm actually also interested to know whether or not it's just me. That that would be willing to watch this fans out there. I don't think so. Blood. I know tons of people who would probably watch this. Hmm. Also, when it says it's coming out on HBO, so that means it's not coming out on HBO Max. No, it's part of it. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, I think because I think by the time this actually comes out, HBO's plan is to move everything over. Yeah, to they're merging Max completely. Uh, I believe and maybe everything. eventually get their shit on Roku. It is on Roku. Oh, it is now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just announced like two days ago. Cool. Oh, nice. I can finally add it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're going to talk about some Vidya next. Bruce Campbell is uh, going to be playing Ash once again, the goddamn liar. He said he was never. <laughs> Here he is doing it again in Evil Dead the Game. Yeah, uh, but it's just his voice. It so, still has to work. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he gets to smoke. He can probably just put a microphone in his lavender field right. and smoke a shitload of weed while just like spouting off one-liners for this game. That's yeah. fair. I'd be into it. I yeah. mean, that's the dream job, right? That is yeah, the dream absolutely. job. I actually hope that's what he's doing. So during this year's Video Game Awards, uh, this is one of the announcements. This is one of the trailer releases that we got. Um, I didn't like the trailer. Mm-hmm. I will not not lie. It looks like another uh, Dead by Daylight, Friday the 13th uh, type of, of 4v1, mm-hmm. everybody's against the Deadites type of thing. I don't know. I don't know if that's really what it's going for. This was not a gameplay trailer that was debuted. It was just a regular trailer. Everything was pre-rendered. Um, we don't really know a whole lot about what type of the ga- what type of gameplay there is, what type of everything there is about this. Although we do know that there will be co-op and PvP action. So I guess that's a little bit different than a lot of the stuff that we've already been kind of introduced to, like Dead by Daylight, where it's all just co-op, uh, where it's like a whole bunch of players against one like super behemoth beast. Mm. Um, 
this one seems a little bit out of left field. While I'm on board for the Evil Dead franchise getting some love, um, I'm not sure that this was really the right way to go about it. I don't know. This this whole thing just seems like it's paying too much homage to the original series of films and not really doing enough to make it to separate itself from the other horror co-op games that already exist. Yeah. Um, I I don't know how to feel about this. Obviously, I want to see more from it. It's currently scheduled for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, all to be coming out uh, in 2021. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm interested enough in it to give it a chance, but I'm not interested in enough in it to really pursue it unless it's something it turns out to be something special right right now it doesn't look like it's really anything special just looks like fun for people that are fans of the franchise which i am but i don't know that i'll ever be invested in this game enough to put to play it more than a few rounds i guess is what i'm trying to say this is like a steam summer sale pickup for me yeah 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 it's one of those things like you pick it up on sale for maybe 50 percent off you play it for a few rounds, maybe once, twice a year. If they do some sort of in-game event, you probably play it again for... It's like Killing Floor, pretty much, right? right. Like, you hop on it a couple times a year. You play it for whatever special events that they have going on. And yeah. then you just... It's one of those games you'll leave installed. You play maybe three to four times a year. Yeah. That's what this looks like it's going to end up being. Um, and I just don't know how much time I have in my life for those kinds of games anymore. So, we'll see. I hope it does find a following. I hope it does end up being something special but as of right now it doesn't look that great speaking of killing floor killing floor 2 has a uh, christmas crackdown update that uh, sam and i jumped into yeah i, played I, played, little... I actually played some more today yeah i i uh i think i've been playing a little bit more than you have but it, it's it's one of the you know they they released a new map they change all the enemy types to look like like demonic gingerbread mm. men and nice and you're present, fighting Krampus. And weird Christmas and, present boxes with spider legs. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. It's fun, um, and it's just lots of lots of just just gore and slowdown and dismemberment all over the screen. It's a good time. It's fun to jump into this game every. And once Gary long. Busey. Yes, oh, Gary, Gary Busey? Busey is Santa. <laughs> yeah, um, and he talks shit to you during the entire gameplay. That's amazing. Yeah, he in Gary Busey voice. Yeah. Nice. Yep. So this year, uh, you know, people will remember a lot of that stuff from last year, but this year there's a bunch of new additions. We've got a frost shotgun axe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. You heard that right. An axe that doubles as a shotgun. <laughs> it's um, about time. <laughs> <laughs> the HRG vampire. Uh, we've got a whole bunch more. There's a whole bunch of skins, a whole new Christmas ticket system that will allow players to kind of grind towards uh Getting a whole bunch of new in-game content that that is only available for a limited time, so you can flex on everybody next year when you play this game again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I play this game twice a year, and yeah. it's Christmas and, and Halloween. Halloween, yeah. yeah. That's that's pretty much it for me too. I mean, you know, when it first came out, I played a hell of a lot of, a lot of it, but yeah. this game came out like four years ago now at this point, right? Yeah, twenty sixteen is when it first launched. Um, it's fun. Jump in, have a blast, kill some Zeds with friends. There you go. Uh, moving on, we got books and comics. We have an interesting one. This mm-hmm. one uh, is particularly interesting because Dark Horse used to be the the brand that that 
fielded this series of comics. And now, of course, because it's all under the Disney franchise, the new Alien stories will be coming, of course, via Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, the stories that are coming, getting ready, the, the line of comics that's getting ready to come out in 2021 will feature a new breed of Xenomorph, which is going to be interesting. Um, enough so where I might actually see about getting this one on Comixology and seeing where they kind of go with it. Um, I'm fiending for a new alien story that is good. (laughs) 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 You know, the, the, the last few ones with Ridley Scott behind the helm, I love Ridley Scott. I don't mean to poo poo him, but damn if they, you know, I, I enjoyed Prometheus and I will, I will, I don't know that I'm willing to die on the hill to defend that film. But you have mentioned it many many a time. But I enjoyed that movie. Whereas I know a lot of people disliked it. Every time it it. comes up, (laughs) you do say you liked it. A lot of people disliked that movie. But the the one that came out after that was... uh, It was not a good film. It was not a good movie. Um, And I'm looking forward to somebody that might be able to inject some fresh blood into this film and make... Or into this franchise, rather, and make it something special again. And if it comes... That way, via comics, then I'm all in. I'm ready to read them. I'm, I'm interested in checking them out. The Alien Universe will continue with uh, Marvel's issue Alien Number 1. It's being written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, who did Empire Captain America, with art by Salvador uh, La Roca. Uh, God, I hope I'm pronouncing that last name right. Uh, right. Who, who's done Doctor Doom. Um, it'll I, don't, be a, I don't think he rolled the R hard enough. La Roca. There you go. Um, it'll be, quote-unquote, a thrilling addition to the, the Incredible Legacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I I really enjoyed um, graphic novels. Absolutely. Uh, I feel like Marvel could could do a good job. Yeah. Um, and so the new story will feature a uh, Wayland Utani mercenary named Gabriel Cruz as he battles a deadly new breed of xenomorph with the survival of his child hanging in the balance. Ooh, hooking me in there Ooh. with the with the new daddy thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, just as a reader and a fan, I was excited. As anyone, when I heard that the franchise was coming to Marvel, and when they asked me to write the launch, I was floored. I've been training my whole life for this gig without knowing it, Johnson says. Ever since seeing Ridley Scott's Alien, when I was way too young of an age, I've been obsessed with the Xenomorph, the single most iconic representation of terror on film. A giant dick with a dick for a tongue. (laughs) Dicks on dicks. I masturbate constantly. Yeah. Uh, Drawing, this has been like a dream come true, and I'm grateful to be a part of this series, says LaRocca. Um... I'm interested in seeing where they go with this. I really do hope that it's not just some kind of play on the Xenomorph as it stands, that it ends up being something really creative and interesting. And if so, I hope that's the direction that they pursue as canon. And I wouldn't mind seeing that come into the big screen someday, uh, especially with the success that Marvel has already had, um, bringing things to the big screen. If there's anybody that can flex comics to the big screen, it's Marvel. Um, And I look forward to seeing what they do with it. So that's that's exciting. Um, next up, we've got a couple of Corona cancellations real quick. Guillermo del Toro has, uh, his film, his produced film Antlers, it's been bumped from, it. <laughs> from February 2021. I've been waiting for this movie for so fucking long. Yeah. This is another movie that's done and sitting in a canister that we just, just released the goddamn thing. Already. I know. Cause you're right. People are going to fucking forget about it. Um, so the movie was initially supposed to come out February 19, 2021, but even that date, alas, has now been changed. At the moment, Antlers has not or has been taken off the release schedule entirely. 
Um, Disney is likely trying to figure out a new release plan, and we'll report more on that as we learn it, according to Bloody Disgusting. So my issue here stems from Disney Plus as a platform, right? So they focus so hard on making this family-friendly. They have no place to release any of these Fox fucking 20th Century Fox films that they've done that are hard R's. They can't put that out on Disney Plus. No, it's just not. <laughs> could you imagine? They could. <laughs> they could if they changed the name of the platform. So they need to. Yeah. So my only my only thought is that with Disney talking about treading the waters of putting all their Disney films from here on out on Disney Plus day and date, which is something that they have been openly mm-hmm. discussing. Does that mean we're going to get a 20th Century Fox fucking streaming service? And that's what is I'm worried just, about. Isn't it just 20th Century now? Not yeah. Fox. Yeah, yeah. I guess 20th yeah. century. Yeah. I got really but that's, mad about that. That's like, exactly the kind of thing that I was ago. talking about. Is like, what do you do in this case? Because like you said, there's there's no way this movie ends up on Disney+. Plus. No. So the only I thing can't. that they can do is either bang out an exclusive deal with an existing streaming service like Amazon through Prime mm-hmm. or right. Netflix or Hulu Somewhere where you can get it if you've already got a subscription. Right. Or they have to spin up a partner mm. portal to Disney Plus for 20th Century. But there's not enough of a reason to do that. No. Because there's not enough 20th Century content to keep that going. In that one Their specific... backlog? Are you kidding me? If, well, they, if were they, like, they throw their entire backlog yeah, out there. If they yeah. were like, Which hey, is what they did with Disney Plus. Yeah. That's true. If they were like, hey, here's our entire... Here's Everything 20th century has ever yeah, done. Everything NC 17 and above. Yeah, <laughs> you enjoy it. Here it is on this additional thing. I could see a lot of people being willing to subscribe to that. I hope that is not the case. I would really love to see it just go on Amazon or Disney Plus to just yeah. put on restrictions like they do with fucking Netflix. They yeah. won't do that. They won't do They I just know. won't do that. I know they won't. It's not on their brand to yeah, do that. They won't do that. But they should. That's part of the reason that I don't understand this, this, this the, purchase yeah. of the. And I know why they did it. They did it solely to secure. Cure the Marvel characters yes. that 20th Century Fox had, but they have—they're left with this this whole just amalgam of of films <laughs> that they don't know. No, what the brand to alignment is not not the same. Like, there's two com- companies with completely different. Like in theaters and under the 20th Century brand, they could have continued to have success. But now, if you can't put these films in theaters, what the fuck are you? Supposed and you can't put it do? on Disney Plus. Like, what the fuck are you supposed to do yeah. with them? I don't know. I sit, don't apparently, know. sit on them months and months and keep pushing it back and back and back. ESPN Plus, baby, bam! <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> it's on there. Could you imagine? <laughs> Football and aliens. Let's go. Dude, uh, you know what? If they were like, all right, the summer rolls around, NBA is over, NHL is over, uh, right? NFL hasn't started yet, all you've got is baseball? Yep. Fuck yeah, throw this up as competitive streaming. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> ball, yeah. You want to watch this shitty baseball game or do you want to watch Antlers? I'll watch Antlers. I want to watch Antlers. <laughs> Here's Antlers in the background while the baseball game's on. There you go. <laughs> Just put the baseball game like a little bit on the side, yeah. like a little subscreen. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I just don't know what the heck they're gonna put. It's sort of. It's well, it's entertainment and sports programming network, right? Yeah. yeah. I guess you could. Let's throw it put some entertainment games. in there. <laughs> Just call it Thirty for Thirty horror movies. <laughs> Just put it on the Ocho. <laughs> on the Ocho. Yeah. Yeah. Dodgeball and <laughs> horror movies. That's it. 
I'm into it. Yeah, add I mean, some ping pong ball on there and like uh, foosball, and we get to go. Did you see that uh, mm. the the national darts championship? Somebody came out dressed as the Grinch. Oh, that's really? Funny. Yeah, I work with a couple of guys who are super into darts. Oh, really? Like the darts championships, like darts players, just darts. Yeah, I. Uh, it's a thing. We'll see what happens with it. Uh, next up on the this is sort of a Corona cancellation. Uh, Bloodlines 2, a game that we've talked about a couple of times, was uh, there were a lot of rumors that it was going to be out at the end of this year. Mm. Things were gearing up to kind of make it seem like it was going to be released before the end of this year. That's definitely not happening, obviously, now. Uh, Paradox's CDO doesn't expect that Bloodlines 2 will be releasing until the second half of 2021 now. So the rumors previously were saying, all right, it's going to be the end of this year, maybe the first quarter of next year. Mm. I'm assuming Corona has put a damper on that with a lot of employees having to work from home, a lot of uh, game developers kind of having to sit 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 behind their computers and work, you know, yeah. uh, uh, via their own homes. I'm sure it's slowed down a lot of these things, but it uh, doesn't look like it's actually going to be coming out until at least the second half of 2021, which is a bit of a bummer. I was really actually looking forward to playing this game sooner rather than later. But, but that being said... I really don't want this to release in the same state that Cyberpunk was released. Even though Sam and I haven't had too many issues with it, when I'm driving down the road on a motorcycle and my character just appears to be standing up <laughs> randomly on top oh, of the you motorcycle. Standing tea? <laughs> yeah. You get yeah. the tea stand. I, nice. fucking, I haven't seen that happen yet. It throws it throws me for a loop. Uh, so I, I I would rather this this was delayed and released in a in a finished format that that. Fair. An open world RPG should be yeah. <laughs> versus, you know, how we kind of got cyberpunk. Um, so it's it's been pushed back, obviously, from its original 2020 release date. According to uh, the team, a lack of development kits for the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X apparently compounded the issues that they were facing with the coronavirus pandemic. Um, but it's. It seems to be a little bit more than just that. It's mm. kind of the over, the industry's productivity as it stands as a whole. Um, there's a quote here that says, to be able to develop for the next generation, you have to have development kits from the manufacturers. And I'm pretty sure that both Sony and Microsoft were affected by the pandemic because they did not have many development kits. Um, I imagine that when you are a developer, you do <clears> need <throat> to be able to see the tools that you are going to be putting your game on. I think it helps. <laughs> that would be, yeah, that would be helpful. I feel like it is. Uh, I think it's as we see things kind of get in, you know, it, it brings brings to mind Dying Light too. Mm-hmm. That's a game that we've literally been talking about since the beginning of last year. I've been yep. waiting for this game, and it just won't. And it just won't release. I think there's going to be more and more stuff like this that we see, not just in games, but in movies that are going to be continually delayed just because it's harder and harder. For instance, you know, we've been kind of joking around about the fact that. Uh, uh, Tom Cruise is blowing up on staff members mm-hmm. over. Well, they're starting Impossible to quit Summit. now. I sent you the follow up article yeah, this morning. I did well, see because that. apparently he had another. Yeah, he had a second explosion that was um, based on the fact that the first that people didn't that, heed his. No, he was mad that the first video got leaked. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, is that what it was? I thought I thought there was another incident. No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that, that yeah. seems a little more justified. But uh, I will say, you know. 
that was <laughs> when I texted you guys that that first article of him blowing up. I was like, this is one of the few things that I think I've yeah. ever agreed with Tom Cruise on. Absolutely, <laughs> I do agree with him. Like, yeah, I think you're totally. He's right, 100. percent Like, you are privileged to be working in the movie industry as it stands right now. Everybody needs to be working together to comply. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the bottom line. Um, I think, that and in the case of why, one of the reasons why he was so upset about it was. If they get fined, it's his money. Yeah. Right. It, well, it's his money, but it's also unnecessary delays yeah. when mm-hmm. something could come out. And and in these... Because if they get COVID, they shut down production. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When and you I hear mean, about movies even recently that have just like the whole cast and crew have been riddled with COVID, yeah. it sends you know, extraordinarily like delays. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, I mean, look at what happened, what's happening with the NFL right now, you know, mm-hmm. like all the, the, I am, I am legitimately surprised for instance, with what we saw with the Titans mm-hmm. that they were not fucking fined and forced to sit out like three games. Totally. Oh, they were fined. They were, no, they, they, were, just fine. Didn't they, give were fine tit. they were fine. Shit. Like that wasn't a fine. That was a fucking like slap on the wrist for them. They should have been million dollar million dollar fines for billion dollar franchises yeah. are all slap on the wrist. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is like, it should have been something exorbitant. Yeah. It should have been something like, Hey, guess what? Your salary cap is reduced for next year. Well, weren't yeah. they talking <laughs> about that though? Making people skip games if they had, they were talking about it, but, but they, they had, never like, did it. No, right. And they, they rearranged the schedule much to the chagrin of, the Steelers. Yeah. Um, there were a whole bunch of teams that, that got shafted that, by The it. NFL mm-hmm. is a is a machine set in its ways that will not stop for anything. I believe and that. And while I appreciate that, a lot of industries are quote-unquote machines that will not stop for anything mm-hmm. until all of a sudden they're forced to come to a halt. Yeah. Right. Um, I think we saw the NFL become come very close a couple of times this year. I'm still on board saying that the NFL is, a, you know, they... They've got enough of a history showing that they lie about shit that I'm waiting for the season to end, and they're, they'll be like, yeah, everybody had COVID the entire time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. But we made it through this season, guys. But for, they but, absolutely <laughs> So terrible. But for game developers, for film for mm-hmm. film creators, you know, there's a lot of people out there that aren't making more than $50,000 just to be a part of these, yeah. these yeah. projects, right? That aren't that are probably yeah, making not everyone's a millionaire. That. You know, you got carpenters on there that are probably being paid yeah, 30, the, 30 grand. The prop to be departments on there. and like even even once the movie's done and you go into editing. Yep. Like the studios behind that stuff, mm-hmm. visual effects, sound effects, all that stuff. Like, the best boy. Or was like, it best guy? What's that yeah. one weird thing? <laughs> yeah. So but like all, all those all those moving parts are all still a part of it. It's not just the actors and the guy behind the camera. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a bizarre time, and I think uh, you know I think even once things start to return back to normal, we're still going to see delays as a result of a yes. whole bunch oh, yeah. of stuff that that that's uh, emerged from all this. Um, but that wraps it up hmm? for the horror headlines. Sam, do we have anything on now, Sling? Uh There's been a whole bunch of shit that's come out recently. I'm just gonna I'm not even gonna go into what they're about, but a couple of things that have come out, I guess, since our last episode. What are the highlights? Uh, yeah, so the highlights are uh, Run, which you can find on uh, uh, Prime, Netflix. Right? Oh, no, okay. That one's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wild Boar, which is on Prime. Anything for Jackson, which is on Shudder. Um, what's up? What was that one that just came out on Hulu about the mom that like uh, is falsely drugging her daughter or whatever? Oh, that's Run. Is that Run? Yeah. Okay, okay. So that's on Hulu then, not Netflix. Yeah. Is that on Netflix? 
Uh, I, I marked it as Hulu. Netflix. It might be Hulu. I think it's okay. Hulu. Um, I watched it. It was actually pretty good. Was uh, it, uh, it kind of like a Gypsy Rose thing? You know that... So the mom's drugging the daughter to keep her sick? Yeah. Okay, like a Munchausen's thing? Sort of. I can't tell you why she's doing it without ruining the Okay. Movie. Okay. Uh, We've already had too many spoilers it. on this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Smiley Face Killers came out this week. Uh, that's the new Brett that's Easton Ellis. Crispin Glover one? Yeah, with Crispin yep. Glover. Uh, let's see. Hunter Hunter. Uh, this one is for you, Alex. It's got Devin Sawa in it. Uh, this one came out yesterday. Uh, I saw he talked about it on his uh, Twitter account. Uh, this is actually getting nods already as one of the best horror movies of the year. Uh, Monster what? Hunter came out, in case you're interested in seeing a video game adaptation. That was designed for China and then got a shitload of backlash because it was designed for China. Strangely enough, the backlash came from the Chinese. Uh, Bruce Willis stars in a cash grab alien shit show of a movie called Breach. Um, and then the last one that came out, I guess, since our last episode is Letters to Satan Claus, which is a sci-fi original. Uh, apparently it it's has... It's Christmas-themed? It is Christmas-themed. Uh, a girl goes back to her hometown, which I believe was called Ornament, um, <laughs> and apparently she is summoned the devil by writing a letter to Satan Claus instead of Santa Claus. Oh, like it's just a typo? Yes. Oh, you misspelled <laughs> <laughs> How Dang. fucked would that be, dude, if your kid writes a letter to Santa Claus and summons the fucking devil, yeah. dude? It's a sci-fi original. Sci-fi original horror movies tend to be a lot of fun. They don't tend to be great movies, but they tend to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to tracking this one down. That's pretty metal. Yeah, I love that. That is pretty metal. Yeah. So those those are the highlights from our last episode. All right. right. Fair Fair enough. enough. Jinx. (laughs) Nerds. Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You guys ready to talk about this week's main event? Yes. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's main event. Oh my goodness, oh holy night, the stars are brightly shining, it is the night of a deceased moon. Oh my god. <laughs> Except it's not at all, we're going to talk about bugs. Drunk Mariah Carey, I did not like that at all. You'll, you'll get over it, it's fine. Am I going to be okay? <laughs> It is Christmas. It is a time of year when all of us collectively get together and shun every other religious holiday only to celebrate the one thing that matters. I celebrate Yule. Santa Claus. (laughs) C-L-A-W-S, right? Yes, yes. I celebrate Satan. (laughs) Satan Claus. Uh... It wouldn't be the the winter solstice mm-hmm. if we uh, weren't talking about our favorite Christmas time horror movie franchise, Silent Night, Deadly Night. And this year is no different with the fourth entry mm-hmm. of the franchise being the film that we're going to be talking about this week, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, Initiation. I so love being able to go through these movies with you guys. <laughs> I know that you are not always a fan of them, but I just love the tradition. I just don't know where to begin with this one. I really don't. Like it's a it's a weird one. I do. Do you? I do. Okay. Yeah, you, know, you, have, you have you have you have your two sentence synopsis. Well, no, for it's, it's not even that. It's just what happened to Garbage Day. <laughs> I did what miss did Garbage Day. Garbage I miss day. Garbage Day. <laughs> the fact that this film uh, was not even labeled as part of the Silent Night Deadly Night uh, franchise overseas. 
mm. should be raising some red flags for fans of the franchise. The film was just flat out called Bugs for its UK release. Why, you ask? Because, uh, well, there were bugs. There and, were some bugs. And this is basically the Halloween 3 season of The Witch of the Silent Night, Deadly Night films. It was a Franz Kafka adaptation of Metamorphosis. Yes, there's that thrown in as well. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It, you really want to get existential with it. Always. Uh, always. <laughs> to understand the worm, you must spit out the worm. You yeah. must and have the, the worm, worm inserted into you vaginally yeah. and then have it come out your mouth. Yes. yes. You must be raped <laughs> by guys, the worm. Yeah. It, that spoke to Alex. It did. That really spoke to Alex. <laughs> There's a lot of symbolism in this movie, you guys. <laughs> okay. Toxic masculinity. Right. I don't right. know. They vomited out by the, a woman. The fears. So this week. Over, over, uh, overbearing mother figures. Mm-hmm. So this week is Alex's turn to sound like me. Oh, God. I get it. We're going to talk about the symbolism. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Let me just pull up my glasses. <laughs> oh, it all makes sense now. Uh, the reason I'm kind of comparing this one to Halloween 3 is is for a couple reasons. Uh, it, it, it completely abandons its source material, providing a total departure from the story that was woven in the first three films yep. of the franchise. And it features a heavy focus on witchcraft, insects, sacrifice, mm-hmm. and immolation. What's that? Being set on fire. Oh. Really? Yeah. That's what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Well, in this case, it's uh, spontaneous combustion. Spontaneous, okay. AKA. Nobody's getting set on fire. They're just exploding into flames. Emil- I mean, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but that's what it's called to be set on fire? Emulation? Yeah, to emulate yourself. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, the more you know. <laughs> NBC's going to sue us, guys. <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> The uh, the only similarity <laughs> and connecting dot is between this film and and the rest of them is the fact that one of the main characters is named Ricky. But oh, the, I thought it was just because there was one scene with a Christmas tree and they didn't know what to call this movie, so they thought of a different movie and farted into a film can. Well, at yeah. one point, at one a, point, Ricky is watching Silent Night, Deadly Night three. Yes. That's true. Yes. So, and it does take place, quote unquote, at Christmas time. It does. So it's a Christmas movie. I guess, so I guess there's a couple loose threads that you can, Loosely you can based reach threads. for. <laughs> that you can try to reach for here. Uh, but the ties really reach. This ties really <laughs> end there. Uh, Ricky, this Ricky doesn't have ridiculous eyebrows. Shame. He doesn't have the camp and overzealous screen presence of the original actor, Shame. Eric Freeman. Shame. He doesn't even have a metal plate in his head, no. <laughs> or a, or you know jello a, a brain jello bowl. brain bowl, <sighs> um, and he certainly doesn't have the amazing one-liners that the audiences have come to. That was the, the most disappointing part of this movie. He had Although, the one about the cheese. Yeah, the cheese was pretty good. I'll that's give him true. that. But but other than that, that's really that's there really wasn't one it. that stuck out as like the the yeah the line. Yeah. So in short, it really has nothing to do with the Ricky Caldwell from the first two films, at least. Not that I can gather. And uh, I have seen a couple sources claiming that this whole thing is kind of unclear. And there is a possibility that this is the portrayal of Ricky in continuation from the previous films. That's a rage. Um, I have seen some provided commentary on how society treats mental illness and mm-hmm. how the, how th- there's a possibility that this is supposed to be Ricky after being released from an asylum after killing everybody and he didn't have anywhere to go and as a result becomes a homeless person. So this is Ricky after the third installment of the franchise. Uh, yes. So what happened to his brain? I don't know. He Where covered did... it up with Clint Howard's balding head. <laughs> I, 
Bingo. <laughs> he he duct taped a dead squirrel around the brain bowl, and that was Clint Howard's hair. Okay. And he taped some victim's skin to the rest of the brain bowl, mm. and then his teeth keep it all in place. But he was watching a movie about himself. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but was home he videos? Was he, or was he just watching regular television and imagining it? Oh. They're home videos. Dun, he was like dun, Killer dun. Santa. But the he, whole... he was watching the movies that Ron Howard took of him as a child. Well, one of the things that I read was talking about like how Ricky has in this film has such a proficiency for being able to kill. Mm. Well, and does that he though? He's not sense. that good at it. But he is super strong. He is. He is very strong, but he's not very good at killing. He's actually kind of a dumbass. He didn't actually even seem like he was trying to kill uh, Hank when he was trying to... He just kept like poking him. He just wanted him to shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's like, dude, stop. You don't control her. You don't own her. She's, a, she's an independent, strong woman that don't need no man. Except she's for a, me. She's a witch now. Yeah. I did yeah. it to her. I gave her the worm. It was... It was he inseminated surpri- the worm. It was yeah. surprisingly progressive. Yes, it was. For, for a, a 1990s, 90s movie. movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, citing Ricky's strength and penchant for murder throughout part four as a connecting dot to the rest of the films. It seems like it's really grasping at straws to me. And it bit. sounds like it's the same to you guys. Uh, but I could not find anything... Definitely either way, so I guess you have to leave it up to your imagination to fill in the blanks. You decide. Uh, yeah, uh, and I appreciate stuff that lets you decide. <laughs> <laughs> you um, sound like the, the NPR host from the, Park and Rec. Parks and Rec. <laughs> this is fresh air. <laughs> Siri Gross. <laughs> but specifically, their rendition on Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah. Uh, none of this is meant to be a to Clint Howard. I really do think that he's an amazing actor and he's got a bunch of memorable roles. He does. This one just doesn't really one of them. Um, could you think it could have been someone else who would have been better? No. I don't think that this was I don't was think the, just the writing yeah, was bad. I, I, I don't, don't think, think this, this was, was the good. fault of Clint Howard. No. I think Clint Howard's role was actually one of the more redeeming <laughs> parts of it. Like, I, do I don't too. think, like, on Silent Night, Deadly Night 3, I think we kind of universally agreed that Bill Mosley kind of just phoned it in. Yeah. yeah. I think Clint Howard think worked his ass off on this. I, I think, think he did he, really well. I think he did the best he could. <laughs> he was super <laughs> hyped about that burger with no cheese. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> like I said, it's not a slight to him. I, it's really just me taking jabs at this film as it stands. Uh, we'll get we'll get a little bit more into detail about that here in, in just a minute, though, because I'm really just digressing silent night deadly night 4 was released 30 years ago in october of 1990 it was a direct-to-video release that purposefully set out to capture horror (laughs) fans with its availability during spooky season but it wasn't heavily marketed well as heavily marketed as a a direct-to-video film can be (laughs) uh, especially of this caliber until halfway through november so in a way this movie was really set up to fail as soon as it hit shelves it was supposed to be a spooky season movie but they didn't advertise it till november yeah because so they released it in October to get horror fans, but they didn't start advertising it until November because of Christmas. Oh, okay. That's a terrible idea. Yes. Yeah, so it was really set up It's like film. people didn't care about Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, it's a shame because I think that this marks the first film in the series to be directed by... Uh, 
The generally amazing Brian Yuzna, yes. uh, coming hot off the heels of Society, especially. This film isn't one of my fa- Well, Society is not one of my favorites. Uh, but it is a fun romp, mm-hmm. and it is a camp-ridden body horror that has garnered one heck of a following. There are a lot of people that really love Society. They said a lot of the ideas that he had for Society that he couldn't use, he put in this movie. Yeah, he, yeah. Tra- he crammed right into this. <laughs> he was like, I'm just going to use it in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think that this... Or sorry, Society saw a, U- a U.S. release until years after this film's debut. Yes. Um, so I guess that explains why Silent Night, Deadly Night didn't really get a big budget push with it upon release. Because you'd think when Society was released mm-hmm. and the success that that had, albeit limited, uh, it was generally well received by critics. Yes. Um, I think it wasn't really anything more than a cult classic, and that has really been more something that emerged lately than than upon its initial release. But you'd think with the the that film coming out in other countries, mm-hmm. there would have been some additional support for yeah. this film's release, but there wasn't any. Um, a lot of films, actually, have come to think of it that Yuzna directed were pretty much set up to fail. Um, I do think that there's a podcast story arc here somewhere. Like, Yosna's <laughs> life is actually pretty interesting. The more I researched mm-hmm. it, the more I was just like, this guy's actually, like, led a pretty interesting life. And he's 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 done primarily horror films. Yes. Um, and it wouldn't be, you know, we kept we keep talking about how we want to maybe dabble, start dabbling and talking about doing multi, multi-episode mm-hmm. arcs, talking about, you know, Directors prominent and, figures and mm-hmm. horror. And and this one seems like an interesting one. If we could find some more information on him and, and figure out a way to kind of delve deep into his life, this might be a good one to, to, to talk about. I just love the fact that this is the same guy that wrote Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, that movie's pretty twisted. If yeah, you, like, pretty if twisted. you rewatch it, like, I just rewatched it, I don't know, probably like a year ago. I also ago. love Rick Moranis. It's yeah. pretty, pretty twisted. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one, though. I mean, oh, honestly, yeah. like... like and I think that's really what it is. I think I appreciate Yosda more as a writer producer than I think I really like anything that he's done behind the camera. Okay. Um, I think his masterworks are the films that he's written. Um, you know, when you look at his past catalog of of produced films or, mm-hmm. or films that he's written, you've got Reanimator, you've got Dolls, you've got Honey I Shrunk the Kids. All of those fucking movies are are good. Even Dolls, which I hadn't mm-hmm. seen up until a couple of years ago, yeah, and looked cheesy as hell whenever I saw it on VH. The cover, the cover of, it of VHS. VHS at the blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> I always walked past it because I was like, "That looks cheesy as hell." But when I finally watched it on on, I think it was Amazon Prime. I was yeah. like, that was actually good. a really good movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, all that stuff rules. It's great stuff. I think I think that he has an awesome legacy there. Um, but then you've got the direction that he started doing, and you've got films like Faust, Dagon, The Dentist. <sighs> Reanimator, Bride of Reanimator. Yep. Bride of Reanimator was that okay. That was pretty good. He it also okay. did... Um, and Beyond. And um, Night of the Living Dead 4... He three, 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 which is <laughs> one of those ones. Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, Return of the Living okay. Dead three. That that's right. That's arguably the weakest <laughs> of all of them. That's but, fair, but it's but not it's still terrible. Fun. Yeah, it's still fun. Um, but when you look at, at stuff like In that, comparison, yeah, you you realize that maybe his his strengths lied with with the pen and maybe not necessarily the direction. Um, there's a there's a little YouTube clip that I want to insert here for for everybody in post, but it, it, coincidentally, Clint Howard was also in Apollo 13. 
The only thing I could think of. Oh, I forgot that he's in that. Was was the Houston? I have a problem. We have a problem scene. <laughs> hey, we've got a problem here. Uh, this is Houston. Uh, say again, please. Houston, we have a problem. As as soon as I was watching this, I was just like, "Oh, Houston, we have a we have a problem." As soon as he gets behind the camera, <laughs> dang. <laughs> and and coincidentally, when I was watching that clip, I was like, "Oh, Clint Howard is also in this movie." Further evidence that Clint Howard is actually a good actor, and he's been in a bunch of really good movies. He's been in oh man, Star Trek. Yeah, he's anyone? Been in a shitload of movies. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure his IMDb is like in it's like over a hundred. Enormous. Yeah, uh, it's split between film and television. Yeah. Oh, he has a whole... Okay. And it starts all the way back in 1962. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Andy Griffith Show was the first yep. thing he was on. 1966, he was in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Did Winnie the Pooh, Jungle Book, mm-hmm. all that stuff, and uh, like... What do you mean he did Jungle Book? Wasn't that animated? But yeah, he yeah, yeah, voice acting. Oh, yeah. he voice acted it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, same with like Winnie the Pooh. Um... But yeah, like he, holy shit. How many, how many credits does he have? Uh, I don't know if there's a total number. There should be, a, well, I mean, it'll probably do by video and It's got to be in the hundreds. Yeah. It's got to um, be Yeah, I mean, if, if I add all this stuff up between movies and TV, mm-hmm. I'm guessing somewhere between 150 and 200. Yep, mm-hmm. oh, all right. He's got a legacy. He does. Um, and, and it's one that hasn't really lost any steam. I see him in, in horror movies specifically, mm-hmm. left and right. I mean, he was just in Three from Hell. Um, and he's in a bunch of stuff that Yuzna did. And yeah. He shows up in The Dentist, too. Mm-hmm. So, I, mean, I think he was in the original Dentist yeah, film, Yeah, he too. was in both. Um, so, I mean, they have a good working relationship. 248? Yeah. That's Jesus. how many credits he has on Jesus. IMDb. 248 credits. That's crazy. Um, he's a hardworking guy, and I appreciate pretty much everything that he's ever been in except this movie. Come <laughs> on! <laughs> That's crazy. So we kind of know what we're in for with this film. Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, Initiation does one thing right, I think, and it manages to make Part 3 look like fucking Ray's, Rosemary's Baby. Um, <laughs> Dang. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Come to think of it, maybe Yuzna wasn't set up to fail as much as his attempts at directions were failures. But who am I to say? Um, that being said, this might be one of the worst movies I think I've ever seen. I really This do. is I one really... of the worst movies you've ever seen. Uh, war, uh, all right, let me clarify that. One of the worst larger budget movies okay. I think I've ever seen. Um, we've talked I don't know if of... I'd say ever seen, but I will happily say, and I've watched some absolute garbage movies this year mm-hmm. that came out this year. Mm-hmm. This is in my five worst movies. Is it that just because y'all hate strong female leads or like what? No, well, I just thought the movie was bad. <laughs> about that. <laughs> I mean, might be Palmer's Let's talk reason. about the feminism. <laughs> we will. We will. No, I know. <laughs> we definitely will. Um, I just, I won't really be getting to wonder if this Christmas tradition of ours is trying to kill me, but. No, nah, man, I'm excited about next year's uh, entry. Next year's looks the good. Toy Maker. Yeah. Oh, God. Because there's a lot of background history on that one, too. Um, I will say the one big thing that I really appreciate about Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 4 is, is the wildly bizarre visual effects. Mm-hmm. Um, the film calls them surrealistic visual design and effects when you watch the intro credits to this movie. That's highbrow as shit. It is highbrow as shit. And to be specific, uh, fans of the horror genre in particular will immediately recognize them to be the distinct work of Japanese virtuoso, virtuoso mm-hmm. Joji Tani, better known as his 
Uh, I guess you call it a screen name. Yeah, I would call it a screen yeah. name. Screaming Mad George SMG. In fact, you see SMG Productions and SMG Incorporated left and right all mm-hmm. over Hollywood. Constantly. Um, yeah, constantly. Um, he's worked on everything from Predator to Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 and has a particular style of noticeably slimy body horror that prominently features molded limbs, morphed bodies, and liquefied skin. Um <laughs> In fact, more than a few scenes, well, you kind of already touched on this, uh, Yuzna had kind of planned for society. Yes. He decided to, to throw some of the stuff that didn't make as much sense into this movie. Why and, not? And you can almost tell, like, where... It, it, so, I just watched Society maybe six months ago. Okay. And so, parts of this film... As they were happening, especially when like limbs started kind of folding into themselves, mm-hmm. I was like, "This is ripped straight from society." <laughs> like this fits. And then upon doing research, I was I wasn't surprised to find that society had a lot of influence on the way that this the visual effects in this in this film kind of took place. Yo, what the fuck, Screaming Mad George designed the masks for Slipknot? Yeah. Which ones? I'm not sure. Phase two, if I remember right. Okay, those were good. That's yeah. fucking dope. The eye. I was gonna say, yeah, those. I think those were like the those hottest were the, those and heaviest. Those were the fucking though. creepiest yeah. ones, man. The clown mask on that yeah, was those that was some, some shit. Those are some great masks. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Um, I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much for answering my question exactly how I wanted you to <laughs> with the series number and everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so now that I've kind of outlined everybody, all our listeners' expectations for those that may not have seen this movie already, and if you haven't seen this movie, Tubi TV has it for free. All you got to do is watch a few commercials. You yep. can check it out. You don't even need an account. It's the best. It's the Tubi's best. awesome. I wish, I wish all about more Tubi now. Like so we I was, talked about Tubi a long time ago, yeah. Sam and I. And I was vehemently against yep. it because I was like, oh, I got to sign up for another nope. account and I got to watch commercials and shit. I logged on. I didn't even log on. I just go to the website. <laughs> yep. And I have an ad blocker, so click I don't even need to watch commercials. You just uh, go in and click the fucking button. I watched one ad. It's like 10 minutes in, and then everything else got blocked. Yeah. The nice thing about having an account, though, is you can sign up for custom alerts based on your movie preferences, and they'll send you so emails tells you. Uh, when mm-hmm. stuff gets added. Yep. I'm not going to sign up for an account, but I will regularly He'll check to He'll push the Tubi. button, though. I will regularly check to In fact, I've been, like I said, like I was telling you guys you know, before we started to put this podcast, Tubi has... Pretty much since we watched this movie, become my go-to. I'm farming in World of Warcraft. Let me find a horror movie. Yeah. Tubi TV has something by Arrow on there that I, will, I haven't seen before. I've been rewatching the Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> Just kidding. You're not kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. I watched one episode, you guys. It was research. 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 <laughs> I had to skip to the end. She needed herself some David Duchovny in her life. Um, so that being said. Get yourself in the holiday spirits, grab some eggnog, spike it with some LSD, because, God, this film is one fucking doozy of a movie. From the opening, we get a woman who falls off a, off a rooftop with half of her body on fire. She seems almost like she's jumped. Yes. 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 Yeah. Not falls. Well, she and does fall. But. She jumps. And, and it interrupts falls. Clint Howard's free lunch. Yeah. Or yeah. breakfast. He just finds himself Brunch. a burger. I don't know what it is. It's late. It's late. It's gutter burger. It can be whatever you want. He finds like a like like dusk. Yeah, it's covered in ants. He's like, oh, extra protein. Damn, there's no cheese. Let's go. He's getting ready to clamp down, bite in, and enjoy himself. When all of a sudden, this woman just ruins his evening mm-hmm. and uh, falls off the rooftop. 
with her legs on fire. And it's amazing because the cut is so very obvious. It's all it's a woman and she softly lays her head down on the concrete. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's a cut to a rubber dummy <laughs> with very obviously rubber or latex or like legs that were on fire. It looked like styrofoam. Yeah. The, the, I didn't pick up on this at all. Burn, I thought it was a real lady. Because the burn pocket, the burn pocket where her hip would have been yeah. looks exactly like what happens if you light a sponge on fire. Yeah. 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 I was looking at the legs that were supposedly supposedly legs and I was like, this is just like I was just trying to figure out how a, a human burns. Hmm? I was just trying to figure out how a human burns that way. Um, because of the devil, Sam. Yes. Well, no, like what, what, not like how does a human just spontaneously catch on fire, but like how do they burn up and look like a charred piece of styrofoam? Satan claws. Because of Satan. Because <laughs> I because I had a typo in my letter. Yep. <laughs> Got it. All right. So after this uh, interesting opening scene, coupled with with credits that are straight out of Spiral Book of Saul, um, (laughs) (laughs) Kim Levitt is an aspiring journalist working for the LAI as a classified ads editor, but she wants so much more. She needs it. She craves it. She deserves it. She craves it. She deserves it. The LA version of the Village Voice. Yeah, it's supposed Uh, to be like an indie. It's like an indie newspaper. Like it's not like. A mainstream one, okay. right? So it's supposed to be like a little more offbeat. She can't understand why she's being passed up for these other jobs while her male colleagues are getting everything that, mm-hmm. that, that, like I said, this is a surprisingly progressive film for the 90s. Yeah. Um, she does seem like she busts her ass. Yeah, she does. She seems like she works very hard and, and she should probably get a little more gets no respect. Yeah. Uh, but, but she's, she's relegated to the classified ads and her boss, Eli, uh, Who has a ponytail? Yeah, right. Who's hey, seen... ponytails were supposedly cool at that mm. point. They were. This is the early '90s. This is part of the reason that I hate the early '90s. Because the ponytails. Um, because of the padded shoulders and the ponytails everywhere that you look. <laughs> uh, men and women. Padded shoulders and ponytails. Her hair both. looked amazing. Her hair was fine. Yes. She does. Little, she does have like a. She was rocking that curl pattern. She, she did kind of have like a discount D- Gina Davis kind of look to her. Aqua, aqua Velva, Aquafina. Aqua, what the, no, no, Aquanet. Aquanet was just all over the place. That's what my grandma aqua used. Aqua Velva. Aquanet the big old can. Aquanet. The big silver can with the blue label. At yeah. 99 cents. That yeah. shit single-handedly destroyed the Earth's climate. <laughs> That's like, the reason we have climate change. Yes, that no, is Put a right fucking there. hole. You're not wrong. <laughs> put a fucking hole in the ozone layer. <laughs> And I feel like half of that was my grandma. Um, so the the last straw for her is kind of when she seems I mean, she's obviously upset when other men in the office get what what um, should be at least an opportunity for her. Yeah. But then her boyfriend Hank gets an mm-hmm. assignment that she's really interested in, which happens to coincide with this lady who fell off a burn or fell burning off of a building. Um, she really wants the story. She's craving it. She's even she's crazy. She's even it. told Hank that she wants it. Or oh yeah, she she's well, like she I want this. Started to do some research on her own beforehand, yeah. anyways. Mm-hmm. Like after like, after their 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 lunchtime. She feels compelled. Their their she lunchtime does. hotel visit. Mm-hmm. she's like, I want this story. Help me get this story. And their, then their lunchtime hanky panky. Yeah, ponytail boss is like, I'm not even gonna listen to you because you don't have a penis. Which is go get us some coffee. Yeah, the lunchtime hanky panky <laughs> scene is one hundred percent. A shout out to the birds. One hundred percent a shout out to the birds. That's a nice scene. <laughs> I can see why she got cast on the Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> she, she's she's a striking woman. Um, 
when uh, so so when this woman's discovered half dead on the sidewalk, burned or ashes are are literally charred into the concrete mm-hmm. in apparent in an apparent case of spontaneous human combustion. Kim decides that she's going to pursue this story as hard as she can on her own without Eli's approval. She uh, basically tells Hank to go fuck himself. Yep. And you do the classifieds. Spearheads the story, and while investigating, she crosses paths with a woman named Fema, a used bookstore proprietor whose shop is in the building that the woman jumped from. As a gift, Fema offers Kim a book on feminism and the occult. And this is one of the more bizarre scenes in this movie. You're talking about the handshake. It's yeah, well, yes, the handshake, <laughs> but then the kiss on the cheek. Yeah. And so, so when when um, Kim first meets Fema, she shakes her hand, and it's a Fema gives her the limpest wrist that I have ever seen, in my, <laughs> and doesn't ever move it, and just and just kind of finally takes it away from her, like she's like she's nothing. But she doesn't let go for like. Well, that's more Kim not letting go, right? I don't think. No, I think it was Fema. Was it supposed to be Fema? Because I seemed like see no. that as Kim was just like, no, this. Why aren't you giving me a good handshake? I will shake your hand. Oh, <laughs> see, I read it as the other way. I read it as Fema being super like, let me touch you. When I, if somebody gave me their hand to shake like that, I'm recoiling yeah, pretty quick. No, I'm not. She I'm, does it I'm like not, this. Yeah, like a. I'm not even going. That's why I stop halfway and realize you're not getting a good handshake. Yeah, like if you if you stick your hand out like this for me to shake your hand. He's doing like a limp wrist. And I go like this, and it's just like, like nah. I'm yeah. taking my hand back. And I that's think it, it was FEMA grabbing onto her for too long. So we're she's gonna, obsessed. With we're her. gonna get into the psychology of child Palmer here for a second. And, oh, uh, Did I you had, give limp wrists a handshake? Well, I had a principal who I tackled and was expelled from school as a result of who ingrained in my head that um, a firm handshake was the uh, epitome of... Masculinity? No, no, just introduction. Like, if somebody gave you a limp handshake, you were supposed to lose all respect for them immediately right then and there. And as a result, that even though I hated him and, like I said, tackled him Mm -hmm. and was expelled for tackling him... (laughs) That that one thing Stuck, was yeah. something that was like ingrained. And so when I watched this scene, the only thing that was going through my head was, ooh, I don't like her. And see, the flip side of that is like that crazy super like alpha power handshake mm-hmm. where you're like trying to break the bones in the other person's hands. Well, you got to find the sweet spot in between. Yeah. Right? It's it's supposed to be firm, not yeah. crushing. We'll never have to do that again after COVID, by That's the way. That's a good thing. I'm so glad that we don't have to touch I each other. No, why I is it. that such... I, I, I why caught do we myself. have to touch each other's hands? Most men don't wash their hands after they go to the bathroom. Yeah. So I don't like shaking people's hands when they don't even wash their hands after they wipe their own ass. I did catch myself a few weeks no, ago, like, going to shake somebody's hand mm-hmm. yeah and i was like wow i haven't done that in no. like eight months i do it regularly not shake people's hands but find myself wanting to shake their mm-hmm. hand yeah. every single time i have a contractor over every single time that and we that's have what someone, it was i had a contractor at my house and i went to shake his hand and i was like ah nope shit immediately that's just that's just and i'll find myself going for it and i'll be like oh mm. yeah you know just give them like, the, oh. the elbow dab yeah there's um, no reason why we need to touch each other's hands no i miss it though i miss it it's i miss disgusting. it i hope i hope we do get back to the point where where the handshake becomes the norm again i will never shake someone's hand ever again that's a very specifically western no, thing absolutely not. and primarily an american thing i don't shake people's hands <laughs> you look like you're about to grab my tit <laughs> he's gonna <laughs> shake your nipple more comfortable with than you grabbing my hand <laughs> Because there's a layer of cloth. There's a layer of cloth. <laughs> two Sometimes, two, yeah. Sometimes two. Sometimes <laughs> two. 
Um, <laughs> Sometimes three. If Sometimes you count three. My bra. <laughs> but I, I think it's more of a. Uh, it's just one of those. those it's a dude men, thing. Yeah, it's a man. That's why thing. I said it's a masculine thing to be like, oh, you have to have a very specifically mm-hmm. strong handshake, but not too strong, but not too limp. Like it's it's Look, like it's a very like. It took me two decades thing to perfect your your man handshake. It took me two decades to perfect it. Now I can't I can't show that perfection everywhere. Just grab your dick like that and call it a day. Oh, he does. Look, every time I do my Michael Jackson tee hee, I got it. You know, I I I, that's that's really what's keeping me in practice. Mm. It's a firm but sensitive hand. Yeah, forceful but not rapey. Yeah, exactly. You see. You should be more comfortable with the handshake. You're already giving me all the good cues of a good handshake. I don't like touching people. It's okay. You'll get over it. Uh, I want to <laughs> offer you the strong yet gentle hand that I offer myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. You put your dick in your hand and then you want to shake my hand. No, thank you. That's okay. It's fine. <laughs> people don't wash their hands enough. So we get the, the limp-wristed handshake from, from, from FEMA to all of a sudden... She's sharing honey-covered fucking uh, dates. Yeah, what something. the fuck were those? Those are dates. I are think they, they dates? Were supposed yeah. to be dates? Yeah. No, they weren't supposed to be. They were dates. But she she willingly takes the seed from no because I I've uh, do dates have seeds in them? Yeah, yeah. they have pits. Mm-hmm. They're like a prune. You can get pitted. You can get ones. pitted ones, but they have they're like a prune. Yeah. I'm thinking figs then. Figs don't figs have do seeds. Figs do not have seeds. They have tiny little seeds. And you just eat them. Yeah. So so she goes from limp-wristed handshake to taking a spit-out date seed well, she has a in her hand. No, she has a napkin. Without No, she puts it directly no, in her she hand and then, and then puts the napkin nope. on top. No, she grabs it with the napkin. I will Kim die on spits this hill. I will Kim die spits on, it into her just, hand no. and then FEMA takes the napkin and picks it out of Kim's hand. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll die on this hill. Um. <laughs> You're dead on this hill because I remember being like, "Ew, gross!" And then I rewatched it. Yeah. Uh, well, she she because she she's just standing there like a dumbass with a fucking slobbery fucking. Well, pit putting a slobby seat in your own hand is not that gross, right? But she's standing there like a dumbass. Like, uh, what do I do with this? And then and Kim FEMA, takes yeah, or yeah, FEMA, FEMA just takes goes it. and grabs it. So so, which is very nice. Yeah. It goes from that to uh, giving her a kiss on the cheek after she buys the book, and mm-hmm. and it's. Almost like more intimate than just like a peck, right? Like oh, yeah. it's more than like a friendship peck. This yeah. is like a. You can tell she's trying to seduce her into something. Yeah, she's what trying is to. It? What is it you don't know? But Kim's into it. Mm-hmm. She's not turning it down. She's no. like, oh, I like. I like Kim this. needs some strong, positive female role models in so her life is, right now because all she's doing with so this boss. exactly. So these are strong, positive females. To her at that moment, I think they seem that way. Yeah. Ten minutes into the movie, yes, strong, positive female model. <laughs> Yes. Come back 40 minutes later. I was going to say, come back 20 minutes later. <laughs> as soon as she starts getting food poisoning from the one... Every single time she takes food from this woman, she yeah. gets sick. Why she continues to eat food from this woman, I do not know. You yeah. think she'd connect the dots. For a reporter, she's really not she's doing that. <laughs> but no, I Dude, think... Dude, she can only investigate one story at a time. Yeah. yeah. Right. But no, I think because she's because... a woman, and that's the glass ceiling. Oh, my God. <laughs> is, that, is that what we're going with here? But I think in the beginning, she looks at, at FEMA as a positive female... Role model. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, on Christmas Eve, Kim spends the evening with Hank's family, who currently makes uh, some pretty obnoxious remarks about Kim. That dad seemed like a piece of shit Dude, right from the beginning. This was yeah. the funniest goddamn scene in the whole movie to me because I've been in this exact situation. Really? Yes. <laughs> Dang. So. <laughs> Please tell me it was your ex girlfriend's parents. Uh, one of. Uh, was it her dad? 
Yes, they were super Christian. <laughs> super Christian. And, like, I would go over to the house, and they'd be, like, sitting around having, like, family Bible time. Ew. Yeah, it was weird. And so, like... Wait, there Lauren? Was a, no, 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 no. Uh, this was okay. before Lauren. Um, and so there, there, <laughs> there was this one time we got into this weird conversation about, like, what do I do on Christmas? Because I'm not Christian. And it wasn't word for word. What do you even what do? What the dad says in this movie, which I wrote down word for word. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was close. I think she did a really nice job of explaining how different And she was trying. She was trying yeah. because... It, different cultures have It was very obvious to tell that the way that was written was for her to be respectful in his house yes. of his beliefs. Oh, yeah. She didn't tell him to fuck off. And explain that Jews just... Don't. celebrate that time of year a little bit differently and it's not about Jesus without mm. saying we don't believe in Jesus. Right. And he's over here when drunk. He's over there drunk when Hank tries to tell him that it's all relative and says women were made from rib of man and belong in the home. That's the trouble with you kids today. You think it's all relative. Let me tell you something. It is goddamned real and you would better believe it. And I'll tell you what. I bet he gives a firm handshake. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely does. He still has pieces of shit toilet paper under his fingernails. He probably before. does too. Okay, just this is a this is, this is a very weird. The best part about it is it's super Christian dad. Yep. Talking about the Bible. Yep. Talking about Jesus and how it's not all relative. And pretty much stopping, like, a half a step short of just accusing her of having devil horns and being a fucking Jew and hiding her gold coins underground. <laughs> her shackles. <laughs> <laughs> and says, God damned, in defense of Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, such a peak moment of yep. just, like, irony. That's irony, that, like, yeah. I could not stop laughing at this scene. I watched it probably four or five times. It was mm. pretty good. Mm. What were you going to say before? So we were just talking, about, and this is very, not even talking about this movie at all. This is, Alex has had four drinks and is going to talk about it. I did read an article very <laughs> recently that said for. there are some men out there who don't wipe their ass because they don't, because they think it might make them gay. I've heard Have that you read story. this and heard I've of heard this before? Story. I am sure there are some women out there that don't wipe their vaginas. Because they and, think it makes them and, like, and, gay? Yeah. Is that I'm crazy, sure though? That so I don't want to shake people's hands if so they're not this, even wiping their ass. So this goes back to your <laughs> weird text this morning. God, what the fuck? So I was, I was browsing through... Uh, um, it's Jesus. so facto, I don't want to touch people's hands. <laughs> I was browsing through Jesus Christ Reddit. Have okay. you guys ever been oh, to that? Jesus sub- fucking Christ? Je- uh, no, it's just Jesus Christ Reddit or something oh, like okay. that. Uh, have you guys ever been to that separate? No. I've been so, to Jesus fucking Christ. Maybe that's been. what it is. Maybe it's Jesus fucking yeah. Christ Reddit or something. Or it's just like kind of like holy shit. Like what the fuck did this Reddit yeah. or just yeah, post? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was, scrolling, I was scrolling through the top, the top posts of all time. Oh, I love doing that in a new subreddit. That's so good. And and all they you are get a just good feel for what's going on. Yeah. So all they are are just links to people's comments or people's posts on Reddit. Okay. And this one girl posted that she lived with her sister in her in her. Uh, so I, I don't know if they were twins or just born like like close you know together. It, close together or whatnot. But they were they were living together in the dorm room. And her sister sounded like the most disgusting human being I've ever heard mm-hmm. of in my entire life. To the point where she, uh, Redditors thought that, that, she, that she was exaggerating. Right. Yeah. There's no possible way that this person could exist. In real life. This person posted photo evidence. Dude, dorms are fucking gross. So this sister of hers would 
walk around on her period, just dripping all over the floor. <laughs> had a shelf where she had like all her dildos and like all this other stuff. Collecting dust? No, 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 no. no. It was like the bottom drawer of her okay. of her dormitory. Yeah. Uh, just whatever. a dresser. And it was just covered. She when she would do anal stuff, it was just covered in shit and Blah. period blood, and yep. and she would just throw them back in the in the drawers. The sink was just like snot and uh, like built up toothpaste that yeah. she didn't wash out, and just like all this other stuff. She had like uh, she she said her sister had like mold growing between the folds of her skin because she didn't shower. And, and like, you want to touch these people's hands? And, and this is and the only thing the only. The only thing I feel like I, you see somebody like that trying to shake your hand, and you could probably smell it. You don't want to even be run. in that room. The only so thing you're not I'm, shaking that person's hand to begin with. The only thing that I'm thinking in my head, as as I was reading through this, and now I'm thinking it even more. What a firm handshake she must have. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, that's the kind of person that's got that real limp handshake. Uh, are you sure though? Maybe yes. she grew up in a family where uh, uh, a firm handshake was really important. Dental hygiene, body hygiene, cleaning seat. your dildos, doesn't fucking matter. But apparently a firm handshake was top priority <laughs> in the Smith household. <laughs> I wouldn't. Mm, nope. That's why I don't touch people. No, mm, no, no, it's no, okay. no. It's all right. We'll all get through this together. This pandemic. One day at a time. One day at a time. <laughs> Not pandemic. <laughs> Later uh, at her apartment, Kim begins reading the book that FEMA gave to her and finds a chapter on the Fire of Lilith, because Lilith. Lilith always comes up in strong female movies. Lilith. <laughs> I just thought I had fell into a weird honeypot where I was watching like the next season of Sabrina. Mm-hmm. That's 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 yeah. Ever since Sabrina, that's so all Lilith I was born from the same dirt as Adam, right? Mm-hmm. So she's not from no man's rib. Yeah, fuck you, Christian dad. Yeah, she does whatever the fuck she wants. That's true. My Bible. And she would let him fuck her. And so. (laughs) She would not lie with him. She wouldn't lie with him. She wouldn't bone him. And as a result, she became the woman engulfed in flames. Cool. Uh, The next day, Kim arrives at the picnic that FEMA has invited her to, where she meets Catherine Harrison, a self described old crone. That's me when I'm older. Yeah, well, I mean, that's me now. What are we talking about? (laughs) Um, the, and the young Jane Yanana, um, they tell her about Lilith, Adam's first wife, and the spirit of all that crawls. So basically, like in this in this film, Lilith is is not just like a part of the ground, but she is like the insect. She is the uh, underbelly that you mm-hmm. don't see. Right? They 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 associate her with the snake yes. that leads Adam to the to take the bite of all knowledge, or sorry, Eve to take the bite yeah. of the apple. That Lilith is this thing that 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 exists on the belly of the earth and does not get up from it. Which, if we're going to talk about women, <laughs> Lilith makes so much Lilith and Eve, come on, man, where's the sisterhood and solidarity, bro? I don't know. She tried to give Eve the information. She did. She did. She was looking out in solidarity yeah. for like, Eve. You don't, you don't it was to... God who was like, no, bitch, you don't get that much information. He's trying to keep women down. Eve, why are you putting that leaf on top of your 70s bush, girl? Come yeah. on. Come on. Lilith was it's like, It's the learn. legit 70s. There's yeah. no number before it. Just straight Just 70s. 70s. <laughs> she was trying to get Eve to learn. 
Look, I will. It's a bizarre take on Lilith. I will. I yeah. will say that much, right? You think, I know absolutely nothing about the Bible. By if you guys well, don't know this about me, when you think, at least like from from my Sunday school knowledge, Lilith was always meant to be like this kind of like evil uh, matriarch, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's not. She's not to be trusted. She's this this. Spirit but why? Of surprise, surprise. She's a spirit of freedom. No, mm. And because she's Just, a woman. Surprise, surprise. That in the Bible, a woman's represented poorly. A free it's, woman. It's, it's for the same reasons that Satan's considered the light bringer, right? Yeah. right. Like, it's a truth that you're not supposed to know. Yeah. And I think because that's how, like, it, it's not trusting the word of God. Right. Yeah. Not understanding that God has a plan. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's a biz- bit of a bizarre take to, to see Lilith kind of compared so much to... to Dirt. Insects. Yeah, that was something I've never. Um, hey man, and insects are important. Yeah, insects are important. I love insects. Being called the the spirit of all that crawls, that one was like, I mean, like you know, it's an interesting take. It's a unique one, and it leads to some good LSD eggnog moments. But uh, special know, it's effects. Bizarre. It's bizarre. Um, so at the eye, Eli, instead of being angry about the about Kim uh, missing, remember I is the the name of the the newspaper. Um, Eli, her boss, instead of being angry about Kim missing work, lets her officially have the spontaneous combustion story because her boyfriend vouched for her. Yeah, yeah. He's he like, said she's finished all of her work for this week. I'm. And they're going to work on it together. They're mm-hmm. going to work on it together. Yeah. So she's not given the story. She's given a part. Well, this and Hank's kind of, like, look what I did. Now you can suck my dick. Right? <laughs> it's like, let me feel your ass again. Yeah. Yeah. So she doesn't take that right. She's let like, me make oh, out with you like a dog. Me. Like, this is me getting this not on my terms, not because I deserve yeah. it, but because a man has come in and said that. I'm worth getting the job. That he will work with me on it and that I can get the job. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, after this scene takes place that afternoon, Kim decides that she's going to visit FEMA's apartments and, and ask her more questions. And FEMA serves her a cup of tea, which... Stop makes, eating the food, man! Yeah, which makes Kim nauseated. But it's not just like a cup of tea. She puts like this like powder... Yeah, uh, it looks like it. seeds or yeah, something. Yeah, something. It looks like ground up. So at this something. point, we've had the date that's made her very sick, and yeah. she's hallucinated bugs in her apartment. Yeah. Then we've had the um, the wine at the picnic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where she's also hallucinated, also falling asleep, falling and, asleep. Was, and was like mouth raped by FEMA. Yeah. <laughs> during yep. <that> scene. <laughs> she woke up and was like, "Where the fuck am I?" Yeah. And then now she's taking tea with yep. weird seeds from FEMA. So in stick some to your way, juice cleanse, you'll be safer. <laughs> In right? some way, we as an audience, when do we pause and say, maybe you're asking for this? No, never. <laughs> well, when she dresses that way Did and just see? takes food from everybody. Yeah, how dare you eat food See, the that's picnic. the difference between her and Clint Howard's character. He doesn't get food from other people. He gets it from the street. He gets it for he himself. Does. He does. Yeah. He's, he's a true Well, scavenger. I mean, if he's getting it from the street, isn't that technically from nobody, someone else? Nobody gave I, it to him. Look, no. look. Firm hands. Who's going to drug <laughs> Who's going to drug a glass of wine and then just randomly put it out in a picnic? Nobody. Nobody. You do that on purpose. Nobody's going to drug a hamburger and throw it in the gutter. People do that for dogs. That's true. Did wasn't, really? Wasn't yeah. 30 Seconds to Mars guy's dog killed they that way or like, Oh, that's fucked up. Cats man. and dogs that are outside. That's true. Have, you ever, been to, have you ever been to the I Hate Cat subreddit? Speaking of creepy nah, subreddits, to go to that. it's terrible. I People purposely poison cats outside. I'd lose my fucking mind if I read that because shit. Because the birds. Because the birds. Hmm. 
Get a fucking bird feeder, dick. <laughs> <laughs> so during this this weird like uh, hallucinatory trip that she goes on mm-hmm. after drinking this tea, FEMA tells Kim of her daughter Lilith, and FEMA offers her a date and then demands that Kim eats it. She says that this will, date will help her feel better, but right. it only makes the hallucinations worse and makes it's everything a more ambulatory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so she eats it. She, she eats it, and she looks at it. She, she it, tur- it does. It turns into a cockroach, and she eats it, and um, she passes out. Can we also just backtrack just for a little bit about? The, I think it's the, either the first time or the second time she eats Fema's food, and there's that life size cockroach running around her apartment. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. That's the first time, right? That's yeah, because she time. goes back home and she's like, she throws up on herself. Yes. And yeah, the, the cockroach is like living under her table. Oh, it's terrible. And then it's on the wall. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. And she passes out in the bathroom. That's yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so she wakes up surrounded by Jane, Fema, Catherine, and Lee, and they perform mm-hmm. a ritual on Kim. Ricky uh, appears, and Fema, well, they slice open a live rat over her. So first they put the, the, the bug up her vagina. Well, the, the lar- yeah, that larva, larva thing happens mm-hmm. next. So they, they insert that into her. After cutting the, the okay. rat open, they insert the larva into her vagina, and it emerges from her mouth as a full-grown, giant, <laughs> multi-segmented roach, which she vomits uh, out. Ricky slices the vomited roach mm-hmm. in half. And then drips its energy. Gives her a facial. <laughs> yeah, onto Kim's face. And Kim wakes up later, fully dressed, still in FEMA's apartment. She rushes home, terrified, and finds Hank, who is uh, well, uh, sort of able to calm her. But when when she goes home to Hank, she immediately is like, "Give me my fucking keys! Fucking get out of my life!" Like mm-hmm. she she's lashing out at Hank over all this. Right. Well, she's well. Uh, while I understand that, like, she's angry at Hank about. The way that he approached the job and not defending her and all this other stuff. It seems like whatever she experienced with these women mm-hmm. is like the t- the tipping point, and that is like. Well, that's the ritual, right? So yeah. When she's when she's vomiting out this insect, what is do that they supposed say? to be? Like the, the the she's 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 vomiting out her fears, which are of man of, of like man being, yeah. of being of being made to be not as good as man or to be seen as not as like you know. Like being able to do things as well as a man, right? right so she's right. fucking barked out that bug, and now she's like, "No, I fucking hate dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need them." But she goes on this like, tr- she, like she starts breaking everything in the apartment, yep. smashes a mirror, and then finally she just collapses back into Hank's arms, and she's just like, "I'm sorry." I'm sorry. She had a momentary because she's yeah. not fully. She's not made the full transition yet right which we learn like in the next couple minutes and here is where ricky <laughs> appears to the apartment and stabs hank to death pretty violent this is the most brutal scene first of the film. he bites his achilles tendon yep in in a classic uh, <laughs> so uh, uh pet cemetery manner and just you know just really rips into it and then proceeds to stab him to death after toying with him for a while yep and you're right, Sam. He kind of just pokes him. He just pokes him over and over again. And then, but he pisses him off. Well, doesn't off. he come in yeah. first and just sit on the edge of the bed? Yep. Yeah. And watch his TV while, while, they're, they're, while, while they're, they're getting ready to make love. Well, she's literally being like, I want to fuck you like a little boy. And he's I like, I want to make don't... love to you while you're a little boy. And he's just like, I mean, I guess. I I'm guess. Into this, I don't really. I'll roll with it, I guess, if this is really what you want. Yeah. But, uh, You've been mad at me for like the last two days. I have, and he I just casually very... walks in and like sits down on the bed and like turns on cartoons. No, it turns on someone. Silent Night, Silent Night, Night, Night. No, no. But for him, that's cartoon. Killer Santa. <laughs> yeah. 
just and that's that's you know that is the perfect man reaction to this kind of thing. I would if if suddenly Kelly was like, I want to make love to you like you're a little boy. I'd After be she like, just this is yelling. really this is <laughs> really weird, but I'm taking off my clothes. I mean, I'm not not going to do it. <laughs> Let's go. After she just yelled at you like 30 seconds later and told yeah. you to get the fuck out of her apartment. I mean, that happens on a regular basis, yeah, but it is what it is. I mean, honestly, everybody I know yells at me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, he's sitting on the bed. He stabs Hank to Hank to death. Uh, by he, I mean Ricky. And Kim manages to answer uh, a ringing phone during the fight and screams for her coworker Janice to help her. Ricky captures Kim and starts to bind her up. When suddenly Janice arrives, thank God Janice but, is here. Yeah, but in a twist. Oh, what a twist! In a twist, Janice doesn't help Kim. Instead, she admonishes Ricky for making a mess and tells Kim to take tells him to take Kim straight to FEMA. Which makes so much sense now, because in the the you know, in the past, like Janice has always known where she was mm-hmm. without her saying it. Mm-hmm. Janice has always keep tabs on her. Right. I just assumed it was because Janice was very in tune with her I, feminine ways. I thought Janice had a crush on her. Which yeah, still I did too. Be that's, true. that's what I right. thought too. Which when still I may this be true. Janice yeah. still could have a crush on her, but you realize afterwards because Janice is actually a member of this cult. What a trope. Well, as the as the, as the film was unfolding, mm-hmm. I was fully expecting the end of this movie for like Hank to die, and then all of a sudden Kim was going to realize that she liked Janice and Janice. I was expecting those two to like hook up. Yeah, be be the the with the way that everything was was unfolding. I was expecting them to be. I was expecting them to be like the final duo. You know, mm. like they were going to fall in love with each other, and that was yep. going to be the end. I could have seen that. Yep, I couldn't have been more wrong. Yeah, so you, there was a, there was a twist that you didn't expect. You're right. That's and pretty it was, good. It was one that 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 um was mediocre. Uh, <laughs> Still counts. You Still, didn't expect thank it. Thank you. Still counts. Um, that says a lot, too, because usually you can see the mediocre twist coming. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So Ricky locks Kim in a meat locker at a meat shop because she's just meat. Owned by the best Korean yeah, man yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Who, at the beginning of the film, <laughs> yeah. gets her peanuts out of a... You talk about a, a firm handshake right here. Yeah. He's covered in blood. No, that apron. motherfucker's got the, the the bone breaker handshake. Oh, yeah, firm. Covered uh, in blood, beyond, though? Beyond firm. <laughs> if it's covered in blood, is that extra points? Yes. But then he gets the peanuts that's from like the spin, vending that's machine. That's like cutting your hand or spitting on it first before. That's the that's like the that is the old. Handshake. I only do that with my friends. What the cutting the hand, the yeah. blood brother handshake? Yeah. Well, yeah, because you aren't going to be blood brothers with somebody that's not your friend. But if they're giving me free peanuts, well, then you got to be blood brothers. <laughs> you don't know what I would do for some free nuts. I mean, were they free though? Because I thought he said the machine was broken, and he just he, like helped her like get some out of it by smacking it. He yeah. kind of, and then, but he had yeah, them in his hands. Uh, yeah. He, had he this nutted into his huge hands. bloody, and then he gave them to her. As one does, and she actually held on to them for quite a while. She did. She uh, wasn't just like, "Ew, dude." Yeah. See, because she <laughs> lived in a time where she wasn't concerned about whores. pandemics. She held on to his hand nut. <laughs> Lord, give me the strength to get through the rest of this episode. You better start praying to Lilith, homie. I uh, would. Oh, goodness Santa gracious. or hey, that, Satan. Lilith is a Jewish I believe it. element. That 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 was a Jewish creation. So you're saying that Lilith is a Jew? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I've been to more. You know why? You know why? Why? Because Jews respect women in their stories. Oh, mm. really? 
Yeah. You want to go on a Jews respect women rant right now? <laughs> Not a rant. I was just saying in a comparison. Statement. Oh, God. Tell, Look at Christian tell, dad. Tell to, Look at Christian dad. Where do you think he learned that shit tell from? Tell that to Jewish from women that are required dad. to join the military. Tell them that Jews respect women. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. I mean, nobody, no, no, no culture that's male dominated properly respects women. Let's put it that way. That's right. true. Um, Fine, respected. I like, <laughs> I like Lilith though. I get that. I've been to more Jewish holiday ceremonies in the last five years than I have any other religion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she awakens in the meat locker. Fingers mm-hmm. proceed to bind themselves together. And yeah, what not... is that? Is that what Lilith was in the picture? Were her hands like that? Yeah, they're just supposed to like. She's supposed to be like this. Like I don't know. Looks like like snake one, fingers. one flesh. One... Okay, but in the picture they showed of Lilith in the book, were her hands like that? Yeah, she's holding her hands like this. Like, and I don't know if they were bound like that, but I think that's like what the goal, like what it's trying to illustrate, okay. right? Um, this is where the movie becomes very society because in society, there's literally like a per- there's a point in that movie where like a woman with giant tits mm-hmm. has her tits turn into faces. And then somebody who's a, supposed to be like a political figure in the movie literally becomes talking out of his ass because his face starts to emerge out of his oh, asshole. In society, I was like, in this movie, I It's like, wow, this movie sounds like it got a lot better real fast. <laughs> did, did I fall asleep during that part? Did I use a date and pass out? Yes, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Uh, so, so, but this is kind of where like the, the society elements start to kind of make their mm. make the I saw this scene I was like this is society man like wow man. and then you it was confirmed yeah it was confirmed when I when as we researched this movie throughout our our the course of the the week researched research <laughs> loosely there wasn't a lot on to research I will say not on this one there is on the next one yes um so she after after she kind of experiences this incredible pain of obviously her her limbs literally binding themselves mm-hmm. together um, turning her into this grub, like a literal mm-hmm. like larva, right? Because that's kind of what she's sort of becoming. She's, she's being reborn. Yeah. Um, she passes out. You have the become the bug. You've yeah. become strong, independent woman who don't need no man. Yeah. Very, very Kafka-esque. And she awakens in the meat locker as Joe opens the door, and she frees her legs from a brittle like cocoon or a brittle cocoon like substance that's covered her. Um, Joe tells her that she uh, has been initiated and that she should go. And this is where things start to change, right? Kim brings a policeman, Detective Burt, to her apartment. But there, everything's spotless. There's no trace Mm -hmm. of Hank's body. There's no blood. He, like a typical man, looks at her and rolls her eyes. This crazy bitch. It's just like, are you sure you saw murder here? He fixed the mirror. They fixed the door. And he asks her if she's seeing a therapist. Like, that Mm -hmm. is some sort of, like... If you're seeing a therapist, you're not worth even talking to. But what would your reaction be? I, okay, I would say I I don't see any of I don't see any evidence of that. I will I'm going to leave now. But I would be like, are you seeking mental help? Yeah, I'm not going to immediately disregard someone telling me that a murder just occurred in their apartment. I wouldn't blame their um, you lack of evidence you on the, on their mental health. I would just be like, I don't see anything. I'm leaving. I wouldn't be like, are you fucking insane? I would be. <laughs> you're well, talking about your being and that's, and that's also very much of the time, though. Because you ask someone now, are you seeing a therapist? I feel like 90% of people are going to be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's are true. you Are you not? <laughs> that's, true. that's true. I'll give you that. I will give you that. <laughs> uh, you should be. <laughs> um, 
So there's no trace of anything. Everything's been repaired, and Kim doesn't really know how to how to perceive what's going on at this point. It's one of those crazy moments in her life where she's like, "Have I hallucinated all of this? Mm-hmm. Is this really what's happening to me? Is this real? Is this the real life?" Which is very fair. There's been bugs and cocoons is and rape, rape. Fantasy. <laughs> you can't start saying that in front of me because now I just want to finish it. <laughs> Caught in the head. <laughs> Caught no. in a landslide? Yeah, yeah that's it. There you escape go. from reality. That's it. Damn it. <laughs> Open, Open your, your eyes. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um... So she, she at this weak mental state in her life, decides that she's going to attend a Christmas party. And um, Eli claims that Hank is away on assignment. So is the weird thing is, like, it's becoming more and more obvious that even if you're not female, that these people are still involved in this cult somehow. Mm. Because everybody, males, all our male colleagues are in on this. All our female colleagues Did are in on that? this. Did you get that? I didn't get that from that. Why else would you say you're just, like, all of a sudden somebody's away on assignment? Maybe. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Are they being drugged and convinced that their their colleague is just away on assignment, or are they maybe. in on this? I don't I think, think they're, they're in, all on in on it. I don't think they're in on it. I think that maybe he was supposed to be away on assignment. Is that not possible that he was supposed to be away on assignment? I mean, I guess that's. I guess that is possible. And it was but... just. It was just a lucky coincidence that they killed him while he was supposed to be gone. But there's no. There's nothing that pre. He never mentioned that. It. Yeah, there's nothing that's mentioned about that up until this point. Well, she in the movie. also wasn't really talking to him. Well, no, it's she... just uh, all of a sudden everybody is collectively like, "Yeah, he's he's been gone." That's the other thing is, it's like they're all saying that he has been gone. Right. So from the so in their perspective, from the interview he is supposed to the to be, Christmas party, he's yeah, supposed to have been. He's gone. supposed to have been gone, but he's there's nothing there's nothing throughout the course of this. See, film I that, have a really hard time believing though that they would let men into this cult or this this. Circle of women. I don't think that... Ricky's the only one. Ricky's the only one because he's obedient, for a lack of a better word. They're not just going to let douchey dudes in there. No. Yeah, none of those people people would listen. Because I don't think they could be because none of them... They've shown at this point that none of them respect women to a point where they would let a woman be in charge. I just don't understand where this twist takes place. I think it's. I, prob- I think, I think that's just a, an example of kind of poor writing, or maybe trying to give people an like, uh, how do you say, like um, an excuse for why he's not there, why no one else is freaking out. And that's. It and might just be poor writing. I guess it's possible, but she's like she is she is openly disagreeing with everybody that says this, right? She's like, no, he's not away, yeah, and everybody's not, not listening to her. To yeah, her. because she's a lady. But even the women aren't listening to her. Who? What women? Her, her, the colleagues that she's talking to at this party. Janice? The one that's Janice, who's no, in the cult. No, she, she says she talks to a couple different women. Oh. Like there's a, it's remember there's like that montage of her talking to a whole bunch of different people at the party. I remember her talking to like two dudes, and then Janice was like, "Hey, you're part of the family." And then she pushed Janice, and yeah, like, was she, like, she, I'm she pushes Janice. That's but she talks to like a couple different people, and it's like it's it's like her boss Eli. Yeah, another guy. Another so, guy. Like, you know, it's another... 1990. Cell phones aren't really a thing. You know, the easiest way to solve this via writing is to change it from "He's away on assignment" to. Janice told me that he had a family emergency that he had to go take yeah. care of. Yeah. I think it's just shit writing. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'm just reading too deep into it. I just, I was really when you? I, <laughs> when I saw this, <laughs> thanks. Alex. That doesn't seem like you at all. <laughs> Look, if, if they all just gave each other firm handshakes, I'd be, I'd be satisfied. Uh, it's, it's just one of those scenes where it's just like, 
it, this movie becomes a little too surreal for its own good, I think. Like it, if, if so, if you're not supposed to perceive that as everybody in the newspaper is in on this, mm-hmm. and and given the way that that uh, Janice is reacting, I think mm-hmm. that sets precedent to illustrate that maybe a lot of people are in on the manipulation of her life. The the biggest takeaway for me on that is, you know, if it is just poor writing, then what the what the fuck? Like, because I don't read them as pod people, so I don't think everybody knows. I think it's legitimate. But everybody knows that he's supposed to be gone. So where where did that come from? Maybe he is supposed to be gone. Maybe because even his parents Maybe. are like. So you think his parents are in on it? Because they kill the parents. I know and they kill the parents. And they're sitting around talking, opening presents, being like, "He isn't supposed to be here because he's supposed to be away." So uh, maybe, and clearly the parents aren't in on it because they kill the parents. Yeah. Maybe. So I think I think maybe he is it's really just supposed to be. It's almost, it's almost okay. like movies might have plot holes every once in a while. <laughs> but that's where a, is he supposed to be? That's a big one. That's a big one. That's a pretty big one. Um, so Janice is there. CD Project Red write this movie? Yeah, right. Hey, uh, is it really though? <laughs> Janice is there and she welcomes her to the family. Uh, furious and confused, Kim storms out of the office and walks down on, out onto the sidewalk. She notices that Ricky is following her and uh, ducks into a hotel room. Because that's a safe place to be. Well, I mean, there's a lock on the door. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, her feet start to get painfully hot. And she jumps in the shower, but she sees them burst into tiny flames. Ricky enters the room and, uh, in pain... That's Kim... the chemicals that they well, used to use in those I polyester think, blends. I think we should yeah. also mention that she, she is supposed to be killing she was Ricky's... Told, yeah, or, she was told um, to go get... What's his name's brother? Uh, yeah, Hank's little brother. To, yes. to to finalize the ceremony or to yeah. make her like a full member of this cult. Right. She has to. And kill. she's been warned that if, if she doesn't do it, uh, she'll end up like the lady on the top of the roof. Well, yeah, yeah because so it's about she's it's about finalizing her fears. She's essentially the new daughter of uh, um, FEMA, right? right? So FEMA at one point explains that Lilith was also the name of her daughter and they had initiated into the her into this cult, but that she was not strong enough to go forward with the plans that she had to go with. So she was the lady on the roof. So she was the lady on the roof. Yeah. She was the one that, that, that jumped off. And they were saying that that was a sign of weakness, even though I perceive that as a pretty big sign of strength. If you're like saying, oh, I've, my, my only choice is to kill myself or fucking go through with whatever it is that you want me to kill do. Kill another person. It takes a lot more strength to end your own life, right? Well, and there, but in their opinion, men are just like doo-doo. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... I do um, think it was kind of kind of shitty that they say get the little brother. Yeah, who, out of all the like, people, she works with a bunch of assholes. Yeah, or just like get his dad. Like, sure, yeah. kill the dad. Fuck that guy. The little kid seemed like the only cute character in the whole movie. But I yeah. think that's supposed to be it, right? Is this like, is it is it really that they're uh, so they? Because you're, you're killing the, you're killing him before his innocence has a chance right. to fade is and he, turn into something. Yeah, yeah. Poisonous. So he's going to grow up to be a piece of shit. Yeah, in their eyes, just why? Like, yeah, why kill a piece of shit when you can kill something that's going to grow up and be a piece of shit? <laughs> is it easier? Is it? <laughs> I mean, technically. I mean, yes. he's also not drunk, so he's probably easier to wrangle. The dad looked pretty easy to kill. Yeah. No, nah, he had an old man strength. You no, walked. he had a heart attack, didn't he? When he when they were trying to to, yeah. to, to he would have been fine. You could have just killed him by walking into the house. <laughs> oh God, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Probably. <laughs> just come in and spin a fucking dreidel in front of him. Exactly. Just, just, sing, just sing a song. On the spot. <laughs> 
Um, so, so Ricky enters the room uh, and, and explains to her the only way that you can stop yourself from combusting is by cooperating with the demands that, that the cult has made or this, this coven has made of you. You don't have a choice. You've agreed to these terms. Now mm-hmm. you're now the ritual is complete. You have to you have to go forward with this, or you will die. Um, Kim, in a lot of pain, obviously considering she's slowly combusting, mm-hmm. um, agree. Even though she's in the shower, I have to admit that's a pretty cool scene because the the fire is still going on while the water is splashing on her and all this other stuff. Um, Kim agrees to kidnap Hank's uh, teenage brother Lonnie to complete the initiation. So Kim lures Lonnie out of his house, and uh, Ricky murders Hank's parents by strangling them with crystals uh, in the one scene that is reminiscent of anything else that has happened yes. in any of the other stories. I was going to say, this <laughs> is the most Deadly Silent Night, Night Deadly Night theme of the, or scene of the whole movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and it's just coincidental that it happens because of Ricky. Um, Garbage day. <laughs> so Because of the fact that Ricky is so disposable, uh, Kim starts to drive away with Lonnie in the van mm-hmm. and they're leaving we're leaving Ricky behind and Ricky's like no don't leave me behind what are you doing he manages to catch up to the van and yeah. and, and actually him. saves the day because the kid was about to jump out of the yeah, van yeah the kid was just about to jump out and so as Rick, soon as he did he was like no no <laughs> my name's Ricky oh, punish punish <laughs> um so they uh, <laughs> it cuts to the to the building roof where Kim is act, asked well they've stripped they've stripped Lonnie's shirt off Mm. Lonnie's lying there crying in a scene. Poor Lonnie. That is, it is, it is. I I was watching the scene. The only thing that was going through my head was uh, uh, that recent Stephen King film uh, directed by that one guy that loves doing nothing but Stephen King films, but he also did Haunting of Hill House. The guy that did Hush? Yeah. Yes. What's his name again? Uh, Mike Flanagan. Yes. There it is. There it is. Thank you. Um, the movie that he did for the Stephen King book, Doctor Sleep. That's it. Oh That's yeah. It. Um, so there's a scene in there where they literally, it's a coven of people that grab a young man, tear his shirt off, and. So you're saying Mike Flanagan copied this scene? Mike I'm, Flanagan's a hack. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm saying it's very, it's very reminiscent. Well, yeah. It's very reminiscent. Maybe uh, he paid homage to this movie. Maybe, maybe. You think um, people paid homage to this movie? That's possible. I pay homage to this movie every time I wipe my ass. Oh, <laughs> see, it's not just us that didn't like it. Bingo. No, I'm <laughs> I thought that was a good thing. I Did enjoy you? wiping you my were... ass. <laughs> yeah, she's not... She's, I'm a, she's not gay. I'm not she's, gay because I wipe my ass. But she knows because she's wiped her ass. Yeah. But That's how you, I can tell. Will yeah. you give me a firm handshake? Not. Nope. He's just picking his nose. I, I'm scratching the tip You're, of my nose. That's what I would call it. <laughs> there was no pick. <laughs> um, God, can, can I just scratch? <laughs> Same thing. Um, Kim's asked to stab Lonnie, and instead she... Uh, Manages to well, she she has she she acts like she can't do it, like she's incapable of doing it because she is. She's fighting. She's yeah. resisting. She's fighting back. And FEMA. She also grabs, doesn't want to burst into flames. Grabs yeah. the dagger and and uh, starts guiding her. Does hand it count if you're being guided? Down. I was wondering about that too. I don't know if it does because she's not doing it of her own volition. Right. So she's being. Led into it, yeah, right. But she could still resist more. Like, like that's yeah. that's like saying that's like saying that like you know to somebody who's being like jumped into a gang isn't doing something of their own volition when they kill somebody, even though it's a life and death situation. That's true. Yeah. Like stick this 
knife in this guy. Yeah, like I I think there's still some sort of compliance there, right? You could you could absolutely 100% fight back. Which well, no, I guess I guess yeah. what I'm saying is like would it have counted? If oh, Fema's in if, terms of the if, like, if Fema's holding a knife to Kim's neck. Yeah. While Kim has the knife to stab Lonnie. Yeah. To me reads differently than Fema holding Kim's hands and like forcing it down into Lonnie. Right. As far as because the ritual point, goes, does yeah, that count? Like, at that yeah, point, but she can let go of the knife. Not really, because her She's hands are clamped cusping. over top. So I my, like at that point, like I don't know if it completes the ritual because it seems like thought. FEMA's the one doing the killing. Also, at that I feel point. like rituals are very specific, yeah. right? Like so hold on a second here. Okay. Are you guys ready for the biggest twist of all? Okay. Turns out FEMA does have a firm handshake. <laughs> We As a matter of fact, she does. <laughs> she does. I always thought she had a firm handshake. Uh, that limp wrist is just for show. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's to coax you in. Yeah. So as as FEMA is guiding this dagger down, uh, this is where the 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 biggest twist of them all emerges, and Kim manages to uh, arc the knife the other way, mm-hmm. proceeds to thrust it deep into FEMA's gut. Fuck you! You're uh, not my mom. And then she she right? she stabs Ricky. And a giant larva feeds on Ricky as Kim's legs begin to get hot. Kim's hands knot themselves together once again, and they start to burst into flame. Kim stabs her fused hands into FEMA's wound and then transfers the curse of Lilith into FEMA. I don't know where the logic for this at Yeah, all where did the curse from. come from? Like, what? I thought it was... And FEMA dives off the roof engulfed in flames just as her daughter had. So I assume that all of these women had to pass this ritual. Yes. Is that not the case? Then? Yeah, I think they did. Okay, so why have all of a sudden this... You know, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I guess so. Because she's like, you're one of us, you're part of the family. Yeah, yeah. I assume that all of these women had to do this. Yeah. So is it something they have to do on a regular basis? Do they have no, to do I, it over and over again? I think it's just no, the it's, one I think it's. I think it's specific to FEMA and FEMA losing her daughter. Oh, okay. So Because thing... FEMA tried to initiate her daughter and her daughter rejected it. And then she met Kim and... So did all the other women have to do the same ritual though, or were I they think just so. I think okay. I think they did, but I think <clears throat> the arc between FEMA and Kim is specific to FEMA trying to get her daughter in mm-hmm. and her daughter rejecting. Because well, she talks to her a lot, like she is her daughter. Like yeah. she scolds her, like she's so, her like, child. Because like even the old crone, like she she I think was probably the first one. She's probably the one that got FEMA involved. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so when like, they stab, I'm pretty sure they've all done it. And when they stab, when she stabs FEMA, though, they all kind of just look at her like, and she's like, "What?" And they're like, "All right, whatever." Because I think FEMA like became like the kind matriarch of the, of the group. Because mm-hmm. I think the older lady had kind of like passed on to mm-hmm. FEMA like control of everything, and was just kind of there as like a helping hand at that point. Right. Uh, so like FEMA was definitely the boss. Yeah. Um, they but, didn't seem that upset when they killed. Yeah, the when boss. they killed. Yeah, so like that. So, so the other big, the other big. Like, well, I don't think they knew what to do at that point. Yeah, but I mean that was obviously a possibility. Yeah. The biggest question that I have about the course of this film: mm-hmm. What are the benefits <laughs> to joining this coven? I right? assume so when you that watch, they've lived very long lives. Well, when you watch stuff like 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 the craft mm-hmm. or you know other like. You know, Coven films. There's there is something that they get from it, right? Like even when you watch The Witch, like yeah. 
there's something that she is being enticed by in those movies to to pursue, and it's usually power or. Well, I think that's what it is, though, because she tells her FEMA she can become Hillary Clinton and lose the election to Donald Trump. <laughs> when she's talking to FEMA, I, I think it's either at the picnic or. Um, that's how this all started. Yeah, right. This is how we ended up here. Yes. It is at the picnic, and she's like, "You should be careful what you wish for." Because things that you manifest, it's kind of like that manifestation thing, like the things that you think of in your mind, like you can make them true. Yeah. So I think what they're saying is if you are, if you escape the, the fear of the patriarchy, then your thoughts and dreams are limitless. So if you want to run a bookstore, you can. If you want to be a news reporter, you can. I mean, can. Just, the, just the concept of living a life without fear is... Mm-hmm. And you can manifest... Pretty, pretty empowering. It is. And you get to manifest these things now in your life because you want them and there's nothing standing in your way. Hmm. So you also, get, you fuck get, men. You don't need them. Yeah, you get to pretty much do whatever you want because there is no glass ceiling. There are no men standing in your way. So are none of these women, like, attracted to men? Like, is this, are they just not going to want to, like... They could probably... I think they would fuck them, but I don't think that that's probably about it. But what about, like, you know... Companionship? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think they need it. I don't think they want it. They, they have, have each, each other. other. Yeah. yeah, they have each other. So this ritual part of it is just like you lose the urge for companionship from the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I don't really know if it's like you lose the urge as much as it is like you find you don't need don't it or need want it. it. You have companionship from your sisters, and you can yeah. just fuck dudes if you want to. Yeah, like it, what it does is it it take it it puts it into a situation where like men become your plaything. They're there if you want it. Kind of like uh, Kim was with her boyfriend or whatever when she came back from the ritual that one time. Right. She's like, you're my boy. Like, she didn't. Yeah. She didn't. Yeah. At that point, before she kind of broke out of the spell, before he comforted her, she wasn't, like, loving him. She just wanted to have sex with him. Yeah. So what happens to... What happens to... To fam- familial relationships, right? So, like, Fema has her daughter, Lilith, and she explains the demise of her husband. Mm-hmm. Which, I think which was obviously yeah yeah which was obviously something that uh, happened at her was hand. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's one of those. Are you really free of the patriarchy if you still need to keep going back to it, even though it's like temporary? Why do they need to keep going back to it? Well, she did for to create Lilith, right? And she had oh, to use no, him at some that. point. She wanted to specifically use her daughter. You don't have to. Well, there's also a general assumption that she didn't become what she is. Like you can you can wonder whether or not she was already what she was before or after Lilith was born. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. So like maybe maybe she already so you're had a baby that like Lilith, and then Lilith was born and she might not have been a part of this and then yeah and then Fema gets pulled into it and then well, later but you wants... don't name your kid Lilith. That's true. In this context of this movie, unless I think that you at least have inclinations about yeah. But if you're looking at mm-hmm. Lilith as a feminist idol. Then maybe you do. It's hard to say. The other big question that I have is what attracts them to each other, right? Like, it's the it's the loose handshakes. (laughs) What the women? What attracts the women to each other? Yeah, what what attracts them to each other to be part of this coven? Picnics, dates, loose handshakes, hanging out outside, walks around the lake, owning a used bookstore, dusty bookstores, yeah. The the. Women okay. for it's women. like an emotional women support women group for battered. It's like it's like I an can't. emotional support group for battered and damaged women who happen to be involved in the occult. I can't help but feel like that this like this this it's a really shitty cult. I feel like they would have like the J.K. Rowling view on transgenders. Oh, without a doubt, <laughs> little turfy, without a doubt. That's fair. 
Like, well, because like, obviously, obviously, if they have or want or think or if they have want or had a penis, they deserve to die. That seems that seems to be yeah, the consensus. Right? So this yeah. is going to be like Harry Potter nine. Yeah, that's basically what this is. It's yeah. what we just watched. Yeah, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Four, Harry Potter nine. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Beth's going to be so fucking mad at me if she listens to this episode and gets all the way to the end of this. She's going to fall asleep before that happens. Well, what, are, what are we What are we rating this out of? Firm handshakes? Harry Potters? What are we giving, what are we giving this? Garbage cheeseburgers? Garbage cheese... Aw, oh, fucking A. No, garbage hamburgers. Garbage yeah. hamburgers. Yeah, yeah. No, no fucking cheese. cheese. Sorry. How much... How much... How much uh, what, what are they... What, what's that scene from Pulp Fiction? Fucking... Uh, they they don't call it a, a big oh, the Mac royale with cheese. With cheese. Yeah. Royale with cheese. How many royales with cheese? Without are we cheese. Those? Royales without cheese. Without cheese. I'm gonna give it a two point five. Two point five. Damn, homie, that's high as fuck. This is an Oscar worthy material we're talking about here. I thought it was good. I liked this, it. Okay. All right. You I, do you. I was I was. I'm happy it. you enjoyed it. I liked it. It's the Christmas season, y'all. <laughs> You're feeling generous. I'm feeling generous. It's it's there was lights and I'm gonna give this Silent Night, Deadly Night flavored LaCroix of a movie a one seven five. Ooh, that's high as shit. Damn. What do you guys get the what is this? You movie have to understand you you have, dude, you have to understand some of the movies I've watched this year. Yeah. Like I've been readjusting some of my scoring and everything, but like one seven five is not good. Okay, okay, okay. Are you gonna give it a point five? I'm about ready to give it the the lowest score I think I have ever given anything in the history of this podcast. I don't think he's ever gone below a one. I have gone below. I have never gone below one. And out of all, this is the one. And this one will also not get below a one. Okay. But okay. it is getting right right there. One. Okay. I'm I'm verging away from the point two five metric here. I feel like you should like it more now that we discussed it. And see that's the thing. This movie sounds a lot better when you're talking about it than it does when this you're watching it. This movie is a lot better when you don't have to watch it with men who don't wash their hands. That's why I'm really hoping that the <laughs> sub, that that's why I'm really hoping that the subtitle of this movie is going to be Palmer and Sam mansplain women to a woman. <laughs> I'm trying to trigger Palmer so hard, you guys. I've been working all episodes. Palmer's on hands it. are going to fuse together because he won't stop shaking his own hands. <laughs> He's going to become Lilith. So, I'm giving I'm giving this movie a one. Even. That's the that is that is That's the best I can do, Telly. That's the best I can do. <laughs> that is the best I can do. Uh which makes this a one point seven five. That's yeah. I feel like for this movie that's appropriate. I feel like a two would be better, but I'll take a one point seven five. All right. Just if because Alex his fucking said hand. That, that's that's making this movie a one point five. You see how no one listens to women and just speak over them? <laughs> just and because Alex said that, this is a 1.25 now. Palmer, this has been a problem for 30 years, apparently. <laughs> All right, just because Sam said that, it's a 1 now. <laughs> We're ending up with the score I gave it. You don't get to just be the Point score. 0.75. <laughs> I'm getting unreasonably Point upset right five. now. <laughs> 
I love how it's not 3. dragging. 3.5. I love 3. how this 5. is. I love how this is dragging down not his score but the <sighs> entire overall score. 3.5. 0.25. 3.75. And it's a zero. And Guys, it's a four. All right, take my name out your mouth. Palmer mansplains <laughs> women to women. <laughs> All right, 1.75. That sounds fair. 1.75 divided by 4. <laughs> 1.75 times 4. <laughs> this is the highest rated movie we've ever done. Six. six. six Guys, we gave it a yeah, 6 out of 5. Look, six I, Royale without cheeses. This episode has been loosey-goosey. It's been fly-by-night. It has been all sorts of fun for us to record, and we hope that it's a good way for you guys to round out the rest of the year. Um, yeah, with, our, know, with our if banter. You're forced, if you're forced into a situation during the holidays to spend time with family despite uh, your better judgment and you need to break <laughs> away and you need to break away and listen to three assholes mansplain women to a woman or yeah. two assholes mansplain women to a woman uh, it, we, honestly, we got you covered we do best. yeah we got you covered it is I know. <laughs> Remember that one time you guys tried to tell me about periods? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, well, let me tell you about periods. <laughs> Please tell Palmer about how you view handshakes. Yeah, yeah. Right look, in. Look, do just... you have a firm handshake, and do you miss giving them out to people mm. to let them know who's in charge? It's true. Or, or are you on the other side where you purposely, purposefully do like the limp wrist handshake? To intentionally make someone uncomfortable. I just purposely don't shake people's hands even when they reach towards me. Do you shit in your hands and then try to shake people's <laughs> hands? I would prefer that over a limp handshake. <laughs> I would. Real talk. Every time somebody gives me a limp handshake, I die a little bit inside. And Palmer's just going to start beating his son until he gets a good <laughs> handshake. <laughs> oh, <laughs> 25 years from now when there hasn't been physical human contact in a decade between people it's just going to be Palmer and his son just practicing handshakes with each other one it's a son. lost art one form <laughs> I didn't raise you to be a disappointment <laughs> <laughs> oh alright on that note we want to say as always thanks for tuning in everybody um, we hope that you guys enjoyed the episode we hope that this is a uh, amazing way to, for you guys to remember us for the rest of the year and if it's not then um maybe you'll just i don't know email us a good handshake or something i i, I don't know you can follow us on terra and Podnito and all the major social media platforms like facebook instagram and twitter all at terra and Podnito. you can email us as well at cast at terra and as always, you can follow us individually on Twitter, too. I'm Palmer at Sturmsworth. I'm Alex at A. Looters. I'm Sam at Sam Hughes. You can check out our website at terrorandpodnito.com. And uh, I've been saying this for a while, but there will be a new uh, uh, website coming mm. soon. Exciting. Uh, I expect to, to have it done, hopefully, by, by March. So it's I picked still... out the colors. Yeah, Alex, Alex designed the template, and we're, we're working with it. We're, we've got the ball rolling. It's going to be better. It's going to be a, a, a fully scalable application that, that everybody mm-hmm. can pull up on their phones and do all this stuff with. It might even have a shopping cart. Dang. I'm going to rewrite Damn. my bio, too. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I'm going to rewrite mine to be strictly about my life in the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, my name is Sam Burson. I... I've been mansplaining for so long that I don't know what to do with myself. My hands have gone limp from not touching other people's hands. <laughs> I've forgotten my how calluses, to handshake. My calluses have worn down 
and my hands are softer than the day I was born. <laughs> I've lost the urge to trim my nails. Ew, <laughs> When I wipe my butt, I use my own hand. <laughs> I hope that one day my new brown hand will be able to touch somebody else's firmly and shake. But I'm not gay. <laughs> um, thank you, everybody, for... for dealing with us throughout the year for listening to us throughout the year we wish you all a happy and safe covid free uh holiday um whatever you celebrate being christmas kwanzaa even though apparently that's a that is a u.s thing i thought that was like an actual proper african holiday no, no it's a, a u.s thing that's a u.s thing apparently uh mm-hmm. you know you will yeah <laughs> If you if you give eight days of presents and you're ready for for hey, that's over now. Yeah. Oh, is it over on the 18th? Damn! This just shows how much I pay attention to to anything. Well, that's because it's like the one that it was around. early this it year. Early. Yeah, it was early this year. Uh, you know, whatever it is that you're celebrating or have celebrated, we hope you enjoyed it. We hope it's safe. We really hope that everybody has a fantastic new year. We hope that 2021 will bring bring goodness and peace and joy. In a way that that has been way better than anything that 2020 provided. And uh, we will be back. I think we are aiming to be back. How's the 11 sound? That gives us plenty of time. Yeah. So we'll be back with... Uh, 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 maybe. I maybe. might have a baby shower Ooh, thing. Baby shower on the 11th. All right. Well, we I will... have to double check. TBD. Yeah. TB, TBD, but it'll be sometime mid-January. Yeah. And we will uh, give you a definite date via the social medias, but that will give us plenty of time. We will be back with our top five episodes with uh, some of our highlights of, of our favorite episodes for the, or sorry, top five films uh, of 2020. Um, our favorite highlights of, of what we, we did throughout the year um, and a whole bunch of, of other goodies. It'll be a little more of a freeform episode when we're back. Just to more freeform than this? <laughs> just, to, just, to, just to, you know, ease ourselves back in, you know? Yeah. You know? So enjoy your holidays. Take care, everybody. And as always. Keep it limp. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs>